What's up, baby? What's up, baby? Looking at me, looking at you. It's like this. Baby, I'll wait for you. I'll even pay my dues. Even though I see you hanging around with them shady dudes. Figure I ask you, cause I would hate to lose you. And if you didn't know by now, I could make you my boo. It's like one baby, two baby, three baby, four. I love you, baby. What do you say? Maybe we make some more. There it is. Coming in smooth to that elevator music. No, I'm just playing. That's Fern. Our boy Fern. Antic. Antic. Underscore one. He, fuck, he fucks that up every Damn time. Damn it. It sounds like it'd be Antich. My fault. Antic no, underscore one. And Adam Flowers on Instagram. Check him out. Fern, where can we get him? Where can we find the song? But how could they really YouTube. find it? Antic one. A-N-T-I-K one. We got a shout out our boy. Plus that, that little album you guys threw out or what do you call that? It's fire. Yeah, we're repeating it. Yeah, we got you. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, the whole shebang. All that if shit. If you want to hear the album, it's really, really good stuff. Um, shout out to that. But it's Sunday night, our first Sunday night podcast. Fresh Aaron's off the back. championship weekend, Thank, Aaron's back. Dad gone it. He's back. No, Thanks, I'm just kidding. Thank God. And we um, back. And we back, man. We're on the tail end of all those games. Playoffs were exciting. Uh, Titans game was a little more exciting than the Packers game. Yeah, Packer game was a snooze fest. I mean, good for good for the Niners, but man, that was boring as hell. I, I literally fell asleep in the third quarter. We were all hoping for a little bit better of a game, but nobody decided to make it that way. How was the weekend for the for the for my friends? So Did you do anything cool? I didn't. I mean, I came back from my San Clemente trip. It was dope. Uh, worked fucking overtime on Saturday. And funny thing is, my family uh, was going out to the desert again. And then uh, Marcus, shout out Marcus, uh, he was on the pod. He uh, he just bought himself a KTM 250. Oh, damn. And so they were going out. So basically, my friends went out with my family, and I didn't go. Yeah, Aaron got left behind. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even get an invite kind of thing. No, I'm kidding. I did, but. His, friend, his, his family's like, oh, let's go out to the desert. Oh, Aaron's working. Okay, let's ask all his friends. We're still going to go. Let's ask anybody, all his friends. Anybody that know, is a friend of Aaron's and knows his dad would totally do that. Like, hey, can we come on the low even though Aaron's not coming? Like, <laughs> please. That'd be great. Is KTM the orange bikes? Yeah, it is. It's, okay. That's yeah. funny. That's how you know it. But I yeah. was just, you know, they all have their own colors. Suzuki's yellow. And then what, what else do we got? Kawasaki. Kawasaki. Kawasaki's green. Honda's red. And then what's the blue one? Is it Yamaha? Yamaha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, Frank. Good looking out. Nice. All right. With that being said, uh, let's get into these playoff games. We got the Titans at Chiefs. But before we do that, we're going to take a couple call-ins um, as well during this. We got our boy, Rob, uh, nope, not Rob Wetzel. He Aaron bailed. Ruano and then Thomas Carpenter. Uh, Thomas is a, a well-known Packers hater. Shout out AK. Aaron. Yeah, shout Aaron out Aaron Ruano. We went to shout high school Aaron with Ruano, him. Dude. He was nah, on my dude, s- I went to middle school there. He bro. was on me, my s- I mean, we were boys in middle school, too. He was my second grade. He was on my baseball team, and I remember he hit a home run, and it's just the weirdest vivid memory. You know how you remember random-ass things? Yeah. I remember he hit a home run in second grade on minor B. Second grade. Second grade. He hit a home run, and he before he hit home plate, came and smacked on the fence like, I hit a home run. All excited as hell. Dude, man. Aaron was a hell of a baseball player. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was wild. Like I'm sure he's going to listen to this, but when uh he decided to do water polo instead of Baseball. baseball i was fucking flabbergasted it was him and ryan walsh yeah and ryan was just as good a baseball player he was he had a hell of a bat he played catcher he's pretty damn good too and so when they both went and they, they excelled at it so good for them but i thought it was so no pun intended off the deep end nice 
Aaron Ruano, my story about Avery real quick before we start our picks again, is that he was in my guitar class, and it was with... Who'd you have? You had someone. I had a Ryan, Ryan, Ryan had King. Ryan, Ryan King and I had Torres. And Torres yeah, was yeah, the yeah. man. You said Ryan King was kind of a hard ass. He but was a weirdo. Essentially, me, Aaron Ruano, and then JR. And then there was a fourth person that's our friend. And I'm sorry for not remembering right now. But essentially, we were relatively decent at, at guitar. So he was like, go ahead in a side room and just play guitar and fuck around all for two hours. And that was great. So Aru would show us all his good stuff. He's a great singer, as we know. He's just the man. So, all right, cool. That's enough of that. Titans at Chiefs. Aaron, you want to start this one out since you're a squad, <laughs> man? We don't want to talk that bah, shit. Bah, bah. Yeah, dude. Uh, they made it far, brother. Honestly, the Titans lost to a better team. That's all it is, dude. Like, watching, watching it, uh, they had a hell of a run. I'm very proud. Of the run they had, I'm very proud to be a Titans fan. They, you know, shut a lot of, uh, you know, haters and just people who are downing them. You know, no one gave him a chance against TB. No one gave him a chance against, you know, the MVP and Jackson. No one gave him a chance. No one did. And the, the spread said it all. Um, but, you know, I love the underdog role. You know, they, you know, Tannehill went nine and three, including the playoffs to end it. He won AP player of uh, comeback player of the year, most improved player of the year. So, you know, he's going to get a good, uh, I think he's going to get a contract extension from us, maybe like a three-year, um, I don't know, maybe like $55 million deal, something like in the $20 million range, maybe even 60. Uh, let's let's interview you a little bit here, bro. You know, based off that game, obviously I was a little disappointed in Derrick Henry. And, you know, maybe could be tired legs. He's been fucking 180 yards plus for three games in a row, like we said, NFL record in 100 years that it's been. Do you accredit that to your O-line not having their best game? Do you accredit that to the D-line of the Chiefs, or do you accredit that to him just not having his best day? Like, what do you say about that? Watching the game, I credit the Chiefs. You know, give credit when credit is due. Um, you know, our O-line was making holes, but, you know, their D-line was, you know, getting getting through, and, like, their linebackers were making plays. Sorensen was all over the field. Tyron Matthew was laying the boom. Yeah, really. Uh, no, dude, I'm I'm not trying to be I'm not going to be salty at all, man. The Chiefs look good. Patrick Mahomes looks unreal. He's my one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL right now. Uh, in the first, you know, in the first half, dude, or like first quarter, I was like, dude, we're they up seventeen seven. We're playing. We were like staying on the field, keeping Mahomes off the field. That's exactly what we wanted to do. And then, uh, you know, when they score, they score so quick, and because they score so quick, we're like, fuck, dude, we gotta we gotta try and keep up. And like our offense isn't necessarily built for that. Yeah, Tannehill, uh, we asked a lot of Tannehill this game, and it's not, it's, you know, we gave Derrick Henry like 15 rushes in the first half, and he had like 60 yards or 50 yards, so he was He doing, was averaging like right under five yards a carry first half, give or take. And so he was looking good, but then like, because they were like, we were playing from behind, and then they scored another touchdown on their opening kickoff, we, it kind of took Derrick Henry out of the game, you yeah. know what I mean? And then like, we, a lot of times we still run a, a two-minute offense or a fast offense to do Derrick Henry. But he was getting those one and two yards, so we had to ask a lot more of Tanny. You know, they're playing, you know, too high and just kind of. And then, like, I'm not trying to talk shit, but dude, the refs were terrible. The refs were bad. Like, I watched the video, and like, literally, this ref, right when the play snapped, he threw the flag before the like, literally, like half a second, like they wouldn't even engage, and he called a holding call on the other side, and. It was just like that's frustrating. I was on Conklin, right? Yeah, and it was just like there's a lot of things. Like there was a play like we were marching, and like it would have been like second and two on their four. You know what I mean? Going into and and then they called the holding. Now it's second and twenty two or first and twenty two on the twenty three. And it's like, dude, like that's literally taking points off the board. And it's it's everyone can attest this. It's frustrating how much of an impact the refs have on a game. I mean, that's an understatement. 
They certainly do. I, you know, I think there was a call that did assist you guys in a way. Was that one where it was like, you know, I think it was third and like very yeah, long. it was a pass interference. Yeah, that PI and like, but it was a PI. It, no. was, it was, but, but like, but it, Travis and myself were thinking like, okay, there was a little. It was push a makeup off. call. It was kind of a makeup. It was call. a makeup Potentially. call. I think and that they, was early though. Early enough. It was I, right after that holding call, bro. Okay, it was right that after same the fucking whole, drive. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. It was right after that holding call. So that was cool. They did the makeup call. What I thought was this the whole time, you know, obviously the Titans came out strong. They, you know, they punched them in the mouth like they've been doing. And the Chiefs were able to retain that since they did that against the Texans. So that was their second week in a row. But they were up a good amount. And I told Travis, I'm like, well, thank God they got up a good amount because they're going to need it with the Chiefs. You know, that was just my thought process. I felt like the Chiefs hadn't quite figured it out yet. But I, for some reason, I thought they would, even though we all picked the Titans, by the way, to win. So. But just four beat the spread, which they didn't, by the way. No, they didn't. So we took the L on that one. But like, I took two L's. Fuck. <laughs> I know it's all right. Um, so yeah, that's that. Travis, what do you? What's your thoughts and opinions, family? I mean, this is what I was been saying, like to coworkers or randos that I talk to about this game. I'm like, listen, the Chiefs can play from behind. The Chiefs oh, can yeah. play with a lead. The Titans can play with a lead. That is their strength. But the problem is, the Chiefs are too good at playing from behind. Like, I feel like the Jews are better at playing from behind. The Titans are playing with a lead. And that was kind of the thing that happened. Like, Titans- the only thing I ha- I've had to counter that is in week 10, uh, when we played the Chiefs, we, uh, in the fourth quarter, we were down by 11, came back and won that. Oh, really? Yeah. And that I mean- was this year. And Mahomes had 350 yards, no turnovers, and three touchdowns that game. And we won that game. And even in uh, weeks prior that we played the Chiefs, and like, this is different teams. You know what I mean? We had Mariota starting, they had fucking Alex Smith starting. Week 10? No, no, no. I'm talking about like in the a previous, card. like sorry, in 2017, and like previous games, uh, we were uh, four and one against them in the last five games. And the Titans overall are like ten and two against Andy Reid. Random stats, but like different teams, different teams. And like, I was texting my boy Rudy about this, like throughout the game. It was just like the de- the defense. I'm sorry, like go off yours, uh, but the defense just didn't play like they played against Jackson. Against Jackson, they had a swagger to them, and they like you know were containing them and doing all these good things. We never did that. We were playing too passive against Mahomes, and he was just quietly getting seven yards on a rush, first down, first down here, first down there, little first downs. And then that touchdown right before half when he broke tackles and we took bad angles, I think that like that momentum swing, which momentum in, in football is, pff, you guys know, is it's everything. Plus, they got the ball back after the second. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so like when your quarterback does a 20-yard run where he oh like, like breaks a handful of tackles and gets a tutty, like your team's oh, yeah. hyped. Like, so well, Oh, sorry. No, that, that, that was it. Gosh, darn it. We're not trying to be nice this pod. I, hey, don't Aaron, stop cutting me off. Sorry, brother. This is what I felt like. The Titans have been very tremendous at, of course, attacking first, striking first, at least in the playoffs. Like, small sample size. Aaron, I'm sorry I haven't watched a lot of regular season Titan games. They're not on, you know. I would watch them if they were. <laughs> it's like, it's sorry. over here in the West Coast. So I can't, you know, I don't know enough, but. From what I'm saying is they always punch the first team, punch the team in the mouth initially. What I thought may happen was, you know, they're running the ball. Maybe they're going to wear the Chiefs' defense out, but it seemed to be the other way around. Like you said, that's the O line. No, that's exactly how I felt too. That's perfect. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. So like the Titans' O line started very strong. 
You know, Derrick Henry was doing his thing and he was falling forward for worst case scenario, three, four yards. And then their o- the Titans O-line seemed to get tired, which I thought was weird because that normally doesn't happen. It's normally the defense that gets weary. But for some reason, the Chiefs held up longer than the Titans. That's what happened to me, Travis. I, I, I think you're right, but I think that has a lot to do with the fact that the Chiefs score so quick. That's it. And I play I played O line in high school. That takes like, the wind out of your sails. Too. Like I played O line in high school, and like it's hard moving another human being. <laughs> like moving another dude is hard. And Thanks, and trust me, like like I'm I know I'm being very calm. Like I'm being very literal here. Like obviously that's difficult. But like on the D line, getting moved is hard as well. Like there's a lot of you know give and take with that. But think about the defensive line. Defensive lines rotate in and out. You have your pass rusher specialist. You have oh, your D tenth tackle rest. Offensive lineman, if you're a starter, you don't come out of the game. Yeah, that is a very good point. And when you come in every three minutes, like you have a 10-minute drive where you pound it down the Chiefs' throat. Even if you come in every two plays, that's 45 seconds off. That's up to like three minutes off, like you just said, two minutes off. Exactly. And I can catch my win, and these are some big dudes that, you know, yeah, let them catch their win. And, dude, that's a very good points. Very and, good points. And it's different because, like, like, like you're running the ball. You have a 10-minute drive. You're moving other people for – 10 straight minutes on the clock, which in NFL time in real life is like 25 minutes, then the Chiefs go down the score, demoralizing, right? And you have to go back on the field and do the same shit. And they did, though. That's, no, what no, that's cool. The, that's cool. They did that. But like when you stop them, if your defense stops them, it's a different kind of energy. It's like, oh, yeah, let's keep pounding down the throat. Let's keep pounding down the throat. But if you give up the tutty, it's kind of like, oh, shit, we got to do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a different mentality. So like when you're ahead and you have that, pound down your throat mentality you can keep going but if you are on the same level and every time you tend 10 minutes get a touchdown Chiefs three minutes 10 minutes get to Chiefs three minutes it's a hard thing to do and another factor with this game too uh was Mahomes is really good with just ball security just not you know throwing it away when he needs to he oh doesn't force passes he lets the game come to him and he's just really smooth with it and like that's why he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers listen he's better than Aaron Rodgers right now yeah, right. You know now. what I mean? Like this guy's the best quarterback in the NFL. Yes, Jackson had an MVP season. All uh, right, no, no, but hey, but listen, we'd have Mahomes. Thirty-two out of thirty-two general managers would take Mahomes. Oh yeah, Jackson. but I'm just saying. You know like, what I mean? Like, <clears throat> there's no way he didn't have his fifty touchdown season that he had. I think he only had like twenty-six or twenty-eight this year. He was also out for four games. He missed, yeah, he missed some time. But and you know, even before then, he wasn't playing his best. To be honest with you, but he caught fire near the last. You know, when he needed to catch fire, he's. We're watching history. This guy's gonna be. We're going to be talking about him like we're talking about Tom Brady and, and shit like that for the, the next 10 yeah. years. And he's not more. AFC West. Yeah, that sucks. Sucks, dude. Like, I got to face this dude two times Well, dude, how year. do you think I, how I felt? I mean, you guys can test this. I freaking had Peyton Manning for 15 years, That's bro. That's unfortunate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, great, dude. Good I got luck a, winning I got an AFC an, title. I got a good question for you, Aaron, because in my opinion, I don't think that you guys lost the game due to the coaching by any means. I think that Mike Vrabel... Man, I saw this cool Twitter video of him, you know, holding the bags, you know, against he's his D-line. And we've talked about that a couple times, that he's he gets down in the trenches. He's somebody that leads not by I'm on top of you, but I'm with you. Like, let's fucking go. You're going to, you know, hit me and I'm going to block you and whatever. That's really cool for a head coach to do. I don't think the coaching loss it is where I'm where I'm going with this. So with that being said... In order for the Titans to move forward next year and to potentially advance to the Super Bowl or move back, who knows? No, let's just say for the sake of this argument, move forward. What do you need for the Titans? Like, where are they weak? No, that's a great question. Uh, what I got from watching this game 
Like, because every, honestly, like the Titans are solid across the board with like every position, to be honest with you. Corner, safety, linebackers, D-line, O-line, playmakers with A.J. Brown and shit. But we need one more on each side of the ball. And I know that's easy to say, but you. what if what we need is we need an edge rusher, like an unreal edge that's rusher. That's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like the Titans have a bunch of really good defensive line, but they don't have a dude that's going to go get 17 the one sacks. guy, The one guy that I love, and he took a step forward this year, was Harold Landry. Harold Landry was a second-round pick, and uh, he sat out a lot of his first season with an ankle injury, and then this was his second year, and he had nine sacks this year. That's solid. I know nine's not. No, th- no, that's good as fuck. But like, you want to do that's going to give you seventeen. That's my point. And yeah. I mean, like, we need a an Aaron Donald type, a Joey Bosa type. Uh, you you know. need a seventeen sack. But like, think about the two. Su- think, think about the two Super Bowl teams. You got Joey Bosa. No, or, Nick. Or, sorry, Nick Bosa, Arik Armstead. You have the other D lineman, uh, DeForest, DeForest Buckner. Buckner. Mm-hmm. You have on the Chiefs side, you have Frank Clark, who's been a yeah. killer on quarterbacks for a minute. You have Chris, jo- Chris, Chris Jones. I know that's not iffy, but. Like, you have Chris Jones, who's been, like, a pro bowler for a minute. Like, you have solid, solid pass rushers. And Quan Alexander, you got freaking... You got a head. No, you got you heads. got heads. And like so, the that's, ti- that, you're right. That's the what Titans we need. The Titans have guys, need but that. they need that guy. And I, that's, that's what I need. And then on offense, you know, like, I love that we invested so much in our O-line. You know what I mean? Uh, this is a question I have for you guys here in a second. Uh, but we need one more. Like, I thought Corey Davis was going to be that. And I hopefully he takes a step. Honestly, having a full offseason with a starting quarterback that you know is going to be a starting quarterback, that, that's huge. Like, a lot of people don't realize that, like, players that is already in-house could be that answer. And I think, you know, A.J. Brown having the crazy season that he did, and then, uh, you know, Corey Davis kind of being like, yo, I had to take a backseat to his rookie. I think that lit a fire in his ass. So, like, hope, I think, I don't know. We need one more, though. That's where I'm at. That's what I was getting to. You know what I mean? Like, they got the, the, uh, another home run hitter. And, like, yeah. I know Derrick Henry can be that home run hitter, and A.J. Brown was that guy who had, you know, he had, like, four over 50-yard touchdowns, which was the tied for the most in the NFL. Yeah. So it's not like we don't, you know what I mean? But it just needs one more. And I think that will put us over the top. Then hopefully we're back in the ASC championship and, you know, fighting for a chance to go to the Super Bowl again. But I think uh, what I really loved about this run by the Titans was the amount of publicity we got. You know what I mean? This is a team that doesn't get as a talk to about a lot. And, you know, rightfully so. I get it. They're a small market team, nine and seven for four straight years. That's nothing to fucking. That's four years. That's crazy. I mean, that's winning record. So it's nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah. And I mean, we have two uh, playoff appearances with three playoff wins in those four years. One against the Chiefs, right? Against the Chiefs. Fuck, man. And then, uh, you know what I mean? Even this year, you know, TB and then beating Jackson on this incredible run. you know, I'm, I'm very confident in this team, and like we are just a couple pieces away, and which is really exciting because, like I said uh, last week, you know, John Robinson has done a fantastic job in putting this team together. Uh, I'm really excited, but uh, we need two more. The question I wanted to ask you guys is how much Derrick Henry's a free agent? Mm. How much does he get paid? Is he are you going to pay him the 15 million? Are you going to lowball him and hit him with a 10 year or, or excuse me, 10 million year? What are your guys' thoughts on paying a top running back? All right, let me go first on this one. You have to take a look at a couple of different things. Ryan Tannehill definitely deserved a second contract. He got your team to the AFC Championship. Derrick Henry, sorry, am I sounding quiet? A little bit. All right, qu- real quick though. Derrick Henry, I think he has that Joe Flacco contract kind of deal. Like he, no, I don't think we pay him like that. We're smarter than that. No, you're smart, but like, 
Derrick Hen- no, hold on, hold on. Derrick Henry had over 30 carries. He was your just workhorse. He was your dude. I got something to add to that. Let man. me go real quick though. Derrick Henry was your dude. Derrick Henry showed everybody that he's got the biggest dick in the NFL. Like he was like, listen, you want to come hit me? Come show me what you got. And he carried like I don't want to say he like carried you like you had nothing else, but like he did. Being realistically, he carried you guys through those games. That dude's a monster. And I think he deserves what he has coming to him. The Zeke deal, though, that $90 million a deal, yeah. $90 million contract where he's making, you know. That's my point, exactly. Hello, I'm asking you guys. That's a I tough one. Do you got an but opinion or what? What my opinion is? My opinion is, my opinion <laughs> is, I don't know. <laughs> like, right, no, hold on, junior. let me go. Let me, all right. Okay, my opinion dude. is, I don't know, because if you look at NFL history, if you keep going back, there are so many dudes that on their rookie contract, Light shit up, but as soon as they get that second contract, running backs in particular. No, I, I running backs specifically. I wasn't regarding this to any other oh, okay. position. Okay, running backs in particular, guys who get that second contract, it always kind of, it never really, kind of, it never pans out. As a yeah. Titans fan, I experienced this firsthand when when Chris Johnson rushed for you know his two thousand yards. We paid him like a, it was like I think it was somewhere around like four four years forty six million, and it was like like the number two in the NFL at that time. The next year, he had like 1,300 yards, which was super respectable, you know, and you were like, okay. Solid. And then next year, he had like just over 1,000, but you obviously saw the decline. And then it was just like, fuck, dude, you're, you're kind of, it, what's it, going it's, on here? It's so hard with, with running backs. So what would you do? What I would do is be like, listen, <laughs> I'll give you three, mir- three years of fatty contract. I'm not, and, and then honestly. What's that? What's that? All, like? all right, listen, I'll give you three years. 40 million and up front, Me too, that's the most up front. I'll give you 15 million signing bonus. Like, listen, I want you back, but I'm not trying to hold as a up. running back. I would demand more guaranteed money, and I would say kick rocks. Me too. Like, I, it's so hard with running backs, dude. It's so hard. Here's another thing I, I and the fan base loves this oh, guy. Oh, god, they love him so much. They love this guy, dude. Like, King Henry El Tractorcito. Like, we love this guy, dude. Like, he is. And, you know, uh, watching it, he watched his post-game interview. He was, like, Dan Muir in tears. Like, you know, he said he shed some tears afterwards. And then uh, he was just, like, the number one thing. The first thing he says, like, number one thing is, like, I just want to talk about, you know, everyone says this, but he's talking about the fans, the support. He was, like, just everyone traveling to go watch it. And, you know, that's why, like, sometimes you're not just paying for the guy. And this is another thing. That's why, like, I, Daniel, I want to, I, I asked you guys your opinion, and I want to get to my last, but I'm just going to throw this in there. I would absolutely pay him. Uh, top dollar, you know, if even if he has the 16 million, mainly because I don't think this is a fluke. I don't think this Susan is a fluke. I think he has, and this is another thing. In his first two seasons, we didn't use him that much. He had under 200 touches in the first two seasons, so it's not like we ran him into the fucking ground. And he, he wasn't hitting the hole crazy hard. He like this is a new thing for the last year and a half, in my opinion. What yes, exactly my point. And I mean, he broke a thousand yards last year, but he had to get like damn near 600 in the last four games to do it. Yeah. And so, like, and he, it carried over to this season, which is great. This is why I think, like, he's on, I think, you know, the lifespan of a running back, as we all know, is really short. But his got prolonged a little bit just because we didn't use him as much in the first couple of years. So I think his production is going to last for another three to four years. So that's why, like, this contract and, would be rightfully paid. And I, I, Sorry, Dan. I, I was just going to say, and I do think Derrick Henry's not a dude who's going to always outspeed you. He's not going to juke you out of the hole. What he's going to do is like, listen, I'm 6'4", 240. Come tackle me if you feel like it. But and he, I think that's going to credit a lot to him. Like, 
guys are still he's not going to get smaller he has really really good patience like slept on patience that i don't think we're we're talking about like he has the ability to sit back wait for the hole to open up a little bit maybe maybe cut over to the right behind the right tackle whatever it is and find the hole and then get going downhill you know so that's like not everyone has that. I can say that firsthand as a Charger fan. Melvin Gordon has a miserable vision. Like Derrick oh, Henry goodness. has really good vision. What what I'm thinking is this, and Travis and I have kind of talked about this before off air, of course, but because of the style of run that Derrick Henry has, you know, it's hard to think that this guy can keep that up for years to come. So I would probably pay him a fat two year contract, maybe. Forty-five million, which is wild for two years. So uh, three, uh, they three year, three would, year, fifty. Million. I would pay him two years for a, a hefty amount, and if he didn't accept it, I'd say, okay, cool, I'm gonna franchise tag you for two years. And by the time that's done, then he's done. He will be done probably in two years. Running I'm sorry backs, to say that. I'll running backs franchise are, tag too, though. Exactly, right? exactly. Think about it. if you franchise tag this dude for two straight years, which you're allowed to do. He will NFL, be done after two years. He'll be he'll be done. Yeah, uh, so that's what I'm saying. So two years, How fatty. Is he, though? <laughs> I know I would be too, but guess what? A franchise tag is for RB. It's like sixteen and million. A half mil. it's like a, it's a lot. I don't know if it's a sixteen, but it's, it's probably, eleven and a half. All right, eleven and a half mil. All right, dude, you get the money that you deserve, and you know what? Off the top, you by know? the time you're twenty nine, thirty, like all right, we're gonna move on, and then he's just gonna be a guy in the NFL. That's no disrespect to Derrick Henry; he's incredible, but like this is the league now. It's like, not, you know, and, and it's you, so you hard. Just, you have to take a look at. The Todd Gurley, who almost won MVP as a running back a year ago before this year, before they paid him out fat, right? How did he look this year? Dude was getting 12 to 15 carries, didn't even sniff 1,000 yards. You know, Zeke, did, I think he did go over 1,000 yards. But However, he was, certainly but he, he, was, he digressed he was with okay. the sicko line. He was okay at best with a $90 million contract. I'm just, Aaron, I'm not poo-pooing Derrick Henry by any means, but I'm just thinking like, Think smart, bro, because you got to pay a lot of other heads too. Like, w- with all that being said, me and Travis's take. Like, what's your final take, and then we can go on to the green. Base. I truly think just just knowing how our, uh, our fan base is and how that is, I think that plays a lot into it. Like I mentioned before, and I think we do. Uh, I think we do a three to four year deal, and I think it's going to be over twelve mil a year. Exactly. If you give him a three year deal, hefty wise, like hefty, hefty, I don't think that's a bad move. I would love if we did three years. I exactly. think three years would be perfect. Three years I for think how many? he's gonna ask for four though. Cause if I, as a running back, I'm listening like dog, I want guaranteed shit. I want guaranteed money. I want a guaranteed contract because nothing's promised. So three years, forty five and thirty mil guaranteed? I would, would he absolutely take that? do that. Would he take that? No. So, so then 30, I say, 30, though, guaranteed, I think you'd take 30. Then I would 30 say let's franchise that, you for two, think, bro. No, dude, I, and that's where I'm at, too. I think franchise, ta- like, it, it sucks. It does you suck. don't want to do that because, like, no player wants to be franchised. You, and you know, all the players. And the reason why is because they want that, you know, security of having a multi-year deal. But, I, you know, knowing John Robinson, I, I think he says, you know, fuck you, dude. I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking of this team. So exactly. Patriots GM, like he's been there, done that. He's not, he's cold hearted, cold blooded, bro. Like you got to be in the NFL. The NBA is different. You know, NBA players, they, you know, they can swing their dick around a little bit more than the NFL players. You know, it's, it's, you're not getting injured as much. It's RBs, bro. Like it's, it's hard. And I think it's hard. And I think a lot of that, like, if you think about it, the benefit of drafting a running back in the first round, which Derrick Henry was a second Second, round pick. The benefit of drafting court a running back in the first round is you get the four-year guaranteed deal and yeah. you get the option of getting that fifth year or less. 
And I think that's going to be a really... Is the second round deal is only three years? No, the de- second round deal is like, I think, three years guaranteed. It is three years. It's three years guaranteed with a fourth, fourth year option. But the NF, but like first round is four years with the fifth year. And I think I that's, that. yeah, yeah. that's going to really affect the NFL in the future. I think the NFL is going to be like, fuck it, let's get a running back in the first round. And so we get five great years of them and let them walk. Yeah. That's going to be a something. That's going to be a thing. Plus, like, you remember also, that. You know, the NFL is always a copycat league, and it seems like the strongest teams right now have really good running backs Not and the run Chiefs. games. I mean, Damian Williams is serviceable at best. I feel you on Rashawn that. Sean McCoy like, did okay in this regular No, but season like the too. Chiefs. Yeah. Like think about the last four teams. The Chiefs. Chiefs are the, crazy. The, 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 the Titans. The, the Packers who had Aaron Jones who was the difference. Even the Ravens, bro. And the Ravens. Like all these great teams ran the ball like nobody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a thing. NFL teams are going to be like, listen, we can find all sorts of talent. Half the league is undrafted. Like, oh, yeah. Like 40% of the league is undrafted. I love that. Raheem Mostert, undrafted, cut six, six times. Six times, yeah. Fumbled the ball multiple times, clearly, which is why he was cut. Finally pulled through, runs a 4-3-40. And look at my guy, 212 yards this game, fucking balling. Like a Great bit. transition to this game. This game yeah. was like, yeah, dude, go. no, dude, Daniels hit it right on the fucking head, dude. This guy had 14 carries for 166 yards and two touchdowns at half. Yeah, and the Niners. I've watched a bunch of Niners game this year. Shanahan and the way he, they do their uh, just running the ball, just yeah. like the different ways, By the committee. misdirection. I love the committee and Brita. Who was the other one? Uh, uh, Coleman. 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 Yeah, Coleman, he got hurt. Yeah, he I got think, hurt. Uh, but Bolstead looked freaking unreal. But their O line, dude. I watched some of these holes that they're oh my doing, God. and it's not just the O line are blowing people up, which they were. They were clearly blowing people up. But it is the scheme, the, the scheme exactly. The down blocks, the pulling Trap, of the, the guard, traps. The traps. We were talking about those traps. Oh my dude. God! Hey, oh, that beautiful. was fucking beautiful. If you beautiful watch NFL and Juice Jack, their their fullback was Best doing fullback the, in the league. Ju- he was Ju- nice. Sack. And Greg Kittle, he had like forty letters hey, in his name. Greg Kittle. Is George, we all know, George, or, Jesus Christ, George Kittle, respect. my fault. George Kittle, excellent fucking pass blocker as a tight end, rush blocker, too, dude. This guy takes people on trips, everything he takes people on trips, like you said. And then Debo Samuels is slept on wide receiver blocker mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. He was blowing people out, too. Like, they had it was just beautiful to watch, man. I was loving that game, all right. But, like. The more so is what I'm getting at is like the think about Mike Shanahan. Where Greg was he? Be- Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, way to show Sorry, your smarts guys. there, kiddo. Yeah. But like, where was where was Mike Shanahan before San Francisco? He was in Atlanta, and you know what he did in Atlanta? He got Matt Ryan an MVP. In yeah, I was about to say that, dude. They were unreal. And, and you they know dipped what? Out and they took a fat step back. No, bro. hold on, hold on, hold on. And before I get to that, okay. what I want to get at is Mike Shanahan went to San Francisco from Atlanta. And in Atlanta, what did they do? They chucked that rock around like it was nobody's business. And all of a sudden, he goes to San Francisco, and they're the best running team outside of Baltimore. That's a test to him, just knowing your fucking it's your, uh, personnel. It's you knowing lead. your personnel, running, doing your thing to your strengths, running your team to your strengths. And you know what he said? He's like, listen, Jimmy's cool and all, but we got a massive offensive line. We can run this zone run game. We can do these traps. We can do all these special plays to really, really, really grab every ounce of talent out of we out of this team that we've got. And that's a credit to him. Like whereas who's the Rams head coach? Uh Sean McVay. Sean McVay's like, listen, I don't care how great Todd Gurley is, I'm a passing offensive coordinator. And yeah, he sure he did some sick stuff in the first two years. But this last year they weren't able to really push over the edge because you know what? He's like, all right, this is my thing. I pass, I pass, I pass. 
it is real credit to Mike Shanahan to really taking what talent he has and the personnel that he has and maximizing it. And I think that's a big part of what the NFL is. Is like if you got and same thing with the Ravens. The John Harbaugh taking that uh, offensive coordinator. I can't think of his name. I'm completely spacing out, but he is a specific. I'm a zone read kind of guy. I'm a run the ball kind of guy. He found a way to make what he has exceptional. And the same thing with Mike Shanahan. You don't always have to play the way the NFL is going. Do what you're good at. Do what you're good at. I think that in NFL in particular, you know, they have the luxury, not luxury, because in college, I know I'm going all over the place. In college, you kind of can recruit in the way that fits your offensive scheme or defensive scheme, right? But in the NFL, you kind of have to work with and draft what you have and where you're at in the position. So you really have to lean into what talent you produced, right? But going off what you said about Shanahan and Atlanta, keep in mind, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman, he had a nice tandem there, and they also ran the ball relatively decent. I want to say Devontae or one of them yeah, was he was like the thousand. best running back. Yeah, yeah. He was, bro. But I feel you. Definitely Matt Ryan was passing the ball a He lot was the more. MVP the last year that Mike Shanahan was there. Yeah, like yeah. He, they were. Oh, he was balling. That was the Matty Ice hype, you know, top of his game by far. And I've always liked Matty Ice, but God, when they got the USC dude who rolled in, uh, uh Delane Kiffin, no. Starkeesian, Sarkeesian. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian. I know we're kind of talking shit on the Falcons, and they did absolutely atrocious in the first half of the season. And the, but, but the year the before, second, they were no, no. The second half of this season, they think I think they went six and one. Bro. They beat some solid ass. No, teams. They, they did. They rolled. It came back. In and they, I mean, they finished seven and nine. So they're again, they're atrocious in their first half. But I think. I think the Falcons are so. I don't know. We're just kind of getting off topic, but I think the Falcons are going to be nice next year. But I, I mean, we mentioned the San Fran's running game, and they put it up twenty-seven nothing at the half, and that yeah, was an embarrassment. It's it like, was embarrassing, dude. And like, I watched the game with Godfrey, and he, what did he say about A Rod and his performance? I would. Love I didn't get to, to really ask too many questions okay. about it. We were just kind of shaking our head that they're getting our ass wick. But yeah. he, no, Miles was heated about Aaron Rodgers. Let me ask you. What about A-Rod did he not like? Because I, me and Daniel had some... We watched the game together. I know you were with Miles. But me and Daniel had... I, okay, I had some opinions about Aaron Rodgers. But I, I was in agreement. I know how you... I know you guys know that I'm not the craziest A-Rod fan. I think he's got an incredible arm. But, like, what about the game was Aaron Rodgers upsetting you before I tell you what my opinion was? When I was watching it, he looked scared. He looked fucking scared to throw it deep. Oh, he my looks, good. Thank you. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> he looks scared to throw it deep. Uh, and that's why I told you I think he, like, he needs another weapon, if not two more. Because like, he always had that reliable receiver and the deep threat. He just has Devontae Adams at this point. Yeah, it, and then Geronimo Allison, like, sick dick, you know? Yeah, like, 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 like he didn't I'm have, with you. Like, but he watching, didn't have it. You're right, you're right. And then, like, you know, I the agree. Niners are also getting a lot, of, a lot of pressure, which Aaron Rodgers normally can handle. But when no one's getting open downfield, dude, you're, I mean, he, and like, that's why, honestly, like, I'm not, I'm not even like mad that he would look scared to throw it deep because who's he going to throw it deep to? You know what I mean? They, they look phenomenal, dude. Like, and you know, and then the interceptions were ugly. You know what I mean? The receivers, they weren't on the same page. Aaron Rodgers threw an atrocious one. I like super far, super far behind him. And it wasn't even close. close, And like this, and that led to another touchdown right before half. I was just like, this game's over. It's it was over, and you can credit the Niners', Niners, the Niners uh, are, offense. The Niners but, are so and their nasty. defense too. But you can also credit Aaron Rodgers looking terrible. You know what I think? Let's go. What do you think, Daniel? Haley? What do you Tra- think? Well, I 
I'll, I'll, I'll listen. Let Travis, I'm gonna get my soliloquy in thing, here. So I don't want to. I'll leave it alone. But here's what I want to say before Travis starts it. I think that that was Green Bay's game plan. Was I think they rolled in scared, like Aaron said. You know, A Rod looks scared. I think that Matt Lafleur said, "Listen, this defense, their D line is disgusting. They're gonna shit on you guys, and you need to get rid of the ball and immediately. And you have to hit these quick little five yard slants, and you have to hit these quick little out routes, kind of like Drew Brees likes to do." And A-Rod bought into that, and he's like, okay, I'm going to get rid of it quick. And he never threw a ball past 15 yards downfield, and that was not the move. You know, Their O-line actually Aaron, held up – and me too, Aaron. We're, we're getting beers. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I think that's what it was. I think that was the game plan was like quick little out routes, bubble screens, quick slants, all that stuff, and they never were willing to take a chance, even A-Rod. And Travis has another kind of unique thought about A-Rod because he's gay, but um, he'll get into it right okay, now. Okay, here's my little – unique gay opinion about Aaron Rodgers. All right. If you're, if you're looking at the NFL history books and you're looking at the statistics, statistical accomplishments between NFL quarterbacks, the only like Drew Brees has 36, 36 records. He's crazy. You know, Peyton Manning, you know, he's obviously made his mark statistically in the NFL, Tom Brady, six chips, blah, 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 blah. But the thing that Aaron Rodgers has above all else is his quarterback rating is the best in NFL history. He has the best quarterback rating in NFL history, and I think Aaron Rodgers kind of plays, I don't want to say scared, but he plays protecting that. I don't think he's willing to throw the ball down the field unless the guy's wide open. I don't think he's willing to throw that seam route unless he knows he can get it in. I think Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to say plays scared, but I think he plays aware. He's a smart dude, but I think his ego gets in the way of like, you know what, I don't care if I'm going to throw a pick. If it's third and eighteen and I got to chuck this down, and we need a first down, I'm going to chuck this ball. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has that. kind of disagree, just like he always plays scared, because, like, dude, he doesn't play scared for 10 years. You know what I mean? Okay, so, but, like, hold on, time out. But, like, the, when, the last time Aaron Rodgers threw double-digit interceptions, the last time he threw double-digit interceptions in a season was the year he won a Super Bowl. And since then, he has led the league in throwaways eight of the last seven years. And I, I don't get me wrong. Seven of the last eight. Seven of the last eight. Okay. You know what I mean? Sorry, 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 sorry. Seven of the last eight. Like I'm, I'm not trying to hate on A Rod, but like A Rod has an incredible arm. I think he, he and Patrick Mahomes have the and Dan Marino have the best arm talent in NFL history. Like the dude can sling the rock. He's crazy, but I think he plays a little protective. I don't want to say scared because I don't think he's scared, but I think he does play protective, and he throws balls he knows are going to get completed. Whereas Guys who have won Super Bowls, multiple chips, like Peyton Manning's throwing multiple interceptions a lot. Tom Brady's throwing a lot of multiple interception seasons. He is willing to, like, you know what? F it. I'm going to throw it down the field. This dude looks kind of open. I'm going to give him a shot. I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to do that. I honestly think he's very aware of his statistics. I think he's aware of the fact that he wants to protect that record. I think he, he has a little bit of ego, and I think that hurts his game. And I really think that shows tonight. I've said that before the game to Daniel. I think that showed tonight. He was throwing all these bubble screens. He's throwing all these short routes. Don't get me wrong. When they were down, he started chucking it down a little bit because he has to. There's no way. You can't just keep throwing checkdowns when you're down 30 points. But do you think that, like, also that was Matt LaFleur's game plan or their old coordinator's game plan as well to, like, let's get rid of the ball very quickly, quick slants, quick little bubble screens, quick outs, those kinds of things in order to frustrate the Niners' defense because their pass rush is so good? What do you think about that? I think a little bit has to do with that, but if you're – Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur sitting in the meeting room. Are you going to do what Aaron Rodgers says? 
He's Aaron Rodgers. Of course, I think, but I think A Rod agreed with that. I think he was like, I'm uh, "That's, lean my, that's my point." I, I think, know, I know. I, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is. I don't want to. I, I hate using the word scared, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to touch his quarterback rating record. I don't think he wants to have a postseason read through five picks. I don't think he wants to have all these. Do you know, like, I, like it's black marks. True, I, know, I know it's not always true, but like, I think if Aaron Rodgers next year, if Aaron Rodgers said, "You know what?" F it. I'm a, oh I'm a go. I'm a go. I'm a, I want to win a chip. I want two titles on my resume. I and I feel like that. if he really had the mentality, I'm gonna sling that thing like it's nobody's business. He probably could win a chip. I think he, I, I honestly like he has obviously the arm talent. He has the intellectual ability to f- like know what's great. But I think he does want to protect. I think his ego gets in the way. I really, really do. Forgive me if it's a lame ass take. But I, I I disagree. I absolutely do disagree. That's fine. With that. Just because like I don't think. We think that players worry about their stats like that, and I think it's because we worry about their stats like that. But I truly think, uh, I don't think players worry about their stats to that degree to a point where it's going to affect their game plan. In my opinion, you know what I mean. You fair may, enough. Fair you know, enough. I mean, I get what you're saying. I absolutely do. I'm not. I'm trying not trying to take away what you're saying, but I don't. I think you're overplaying a little bit that he's worried about his statistics and his quarterback rating and his touchdowns and interceptions ratio. I think you're reading too much into it that you think that that's what he's protecting. But cause I, you know, and yeah, he had, like you just said, like he had the most throwaways. I didn't know that. That's a random and kind of a cool stat, but that's also, you can look at that as a test or just being smart. No, and you, no, and you not, did say he was smart and yeah. you, you know, you did mention that and you know, and you're, you, you it, I don't think that you're wrong for your ridicule. No, absolutely. He deserves every bit of it. But I will disagree in the fact that I don't think that his worrying about his statistics affects his game plan. I disagree with that. I know this is a really lame comparison, but like I heard from Michael Thompson, a former NBA player, that NBA players like they get handed stat cards. Oh yeah, by quarter. Get, I oh, know. Yeah. I know it's a completely different sport. I know. I get that. But I think players like we try to play it off as they don't care. They just want to win. Am I, am I good? Yeah, you're good. Okay, I just think... I, th- I, th- I think... I, yeah, I hear that too. I th- Oh, there we go. Perfect. Money. I, I think... <laughs> thanks, Fern. Shout Ew. out. I, 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 <laughs> Shout I, out, like, Fern. Like, I get where you're coming from, but I honestly, like, I do think NFL players are closer to human than we think. And I think Aaron Rodgers knows yeah. about his stats. No, he certainly does. But listen, we got somebody that's a true Packers hater. He'll probably talk his shit. Shout out. Hey, Thomas. Fan. I've never met Thomas before. Let's oh, hear it. Oh, shit. We going to meet him. Huh? Have I met Thomas? Yeah, you met Thomas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I oh, think yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, 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 I remember. All right, so Thomas is getting getting on the old speed dial. Fern, you hitting it? Oh, we got to keep the volume down. Oh, keep the... Jeez. Don't I'm struggling. Travis. Focus on the transition, Daniel. Come on, Rob. Oh, okay, so Thomas is ready for us. Is it ringing? I don't hear it. Do you give us a little volume? I don't hear it still. Hold on. Thomas Carpenter. He's been a guy that Daniel... Is it ringing, Fern? Thomas is the guy Daniel's been talking about for years. Oh, he was my best fan out in Iowa. Thomas, we don't hear you, dude. Hold on. Hold on. Can you hear us, Thomas? No. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. We're new to this. We're new to this. Oh, no. We're still trying to. There's like 500 freaking sounds on Fern's board right now. Damn it. We should have tested this before we got in. No, I don't hear him. Oh, no. This is rough. Hold on. We'll we'll figure it out. All right. Listen, here's what we're going to do we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll call you back. Thomas, love you, brother. All right. 
we're back in on this Sunday. Sweet little break right in the middle because it's Sunday and you got to take a break on Sundays because God wouldn't have it any other way. I don't know where I'm going with that. Bars, dude. Bars. All right. We're calling back Thomas again. We should be able to hear him, hopefully. Shout out Fern, our great producer who always pulls through, even though we don't know what's going on with technology. Oh, oh I hear it. I hear the ring, Fernando. There it go. I'm excited. I'm excited. Is he going to be desperate and pick up on second ring or like fourth? Hello? Yo. Tomas? Thomas, what's you're up? on. Going on, guys. Hey, Tommy boy. Hey, listen. Let me full, let me say something right quick. My boy Daniel has talked about you ever since his days back in college. He's always said, my boy Thomas, my buddy Thomas. Oh, Thomas said this. Travis a, gets jealous, Thomas. Yeah, I'm like, hey, yo, what's up, man? This is this, let me t- let me let me get a little shine here, Dan. Fuck. He's all worried <laughs> about your opinion. Anyways, welcome to the pod, my dude. I, nice game for you, I'm guessing, watching A-Rod get smashed. Um, that's always fun. Tell us a little about yourself, man. Wh- wh- who's your favorite team, sports-wise? What do you think? What do we got? All right. I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on. Uh, a little bit about myself, so I'm just not some random guy uh, giving some crap about sports. All right. Uh, hey, my name is way. Thomas Carpenter. Uh, I know Daniel as uh, Cali from uh, yep. St. Ambrose. I played football with uh, my boy down the hall from me, and that's how I became uh, so much uh, good friends out here. Uh, I grew up south side of Chicago, a uh, little uh, suburb of Orland Park. and uh, I visited, huh, Thomas? You know, I'm a, I'm a big uh, big Bears fan. Of course, naturally. Big Bulls fan. Ew. Uh you know, my life is uh, not so great right now as far as uh, sports go. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm not going to get into all of that. But that's you know basically who I am. And uh, today was a pretty good day. You know, other than uh, Aaron Titans losing, but <laughs> I was for the boys. Even though uh, you know I listen every week and I'm um, shout out Aaron. You know those those Titans. They were uh, they gave their best, but. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I'm sorry, boys. You got uh, you got that to deal with for a long time. No, I appreciate the love, man. The Titans had a good run, man. It was uh, it was, it was fun to watch. But you're right, dude. Mahomes is unreal, and I feel bad for all the Charger fans for the next 15 years. Damn it! I yeah, he's he's just good. I mean, I, we can all agree that he's just. Um, that's my favorite take. Like he's just good. Like what are you? He's just he's he's just good. I, I don't <laughs> care whatever way you want to spin it. Man, he's just really, really good. I know. Thomas, try not what do you think? What do you think? Because of, I know. Oh, go ahead, Thomas. Sorry. No, no, no you're good. Go ahead. Let's I was go. gonna say, dude. Like, speaking of, I know that they got to pay Mahomes. I mean, if I was them, I'd probably pay him next year. You know, because it's gonna be cheaper next year versus a year from now versus two years from now. I'm not sure how long he's on contract, but I know he's relatively young. Like, what is this guy about to make? Like, five years, 200 mil? Is he going to be the first $200 million quarterback? Yes. I personally think so. What say you, sir? Bro, now now is better than later. Look at the uh, Kirk Cousins contract. Look at the uh, Jimmy G contract. I mean, it's only going to get worse as the years go on, right? Yeah, he's got to he's got to be the next man up, and you might as well pay him as the next man up before the you next. You hand this man yes. a blank check, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, because we all looked at those Jimmy G and those Kirk uh, cousin contracts, and we're like, what a bunch of idiots! But now <laughs> we're all looking at it like, hey, 
you know what? What a bunch of smart guys. Yeah. Good job. The, the, the pendulum Because really Jimmy switches. G is about to go to the Super Bowl because guess what? His team can go to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G is not the reason they're going to the Super Bowl, man. That team is good. That's a fantastic I, take. I'm so glad you said that, Thomas, because I was talking shit, and Travis was like, eh, well, more his brother more than anything. I, Travis was kind of like in the middle as far as that goes and Jimmy G, but like my guy threw what? Eight passes, right? He went six, eight of eight, six of eight for 77 yards. <laughs> six of not, eight for not a lot, man. And most are freaking dropped a smooth 220 but, ball but with four that, putties. But with that, in the first two games that the Titans won, uh, he didn't. Uh, Tannehill didn't eclipse 100 yards, and we won every single one of those games. But and one of those games, he threw for three tutties, correct? He had three tutties. He threw for two, and he ran for one. Exactly. So, I mean, I feel you, but the Niners had a guy rush for three touchdowns and over 200 yards. Yeah, exactly. Four. So, like, guess what? He had four, four. four touchdowns. Well, you don't have to throw it. All right. Exactly. All right. Hey, hey. Sorry. Give me a second. Sorry, Tom. Give me a go, second. go, go. Your, your, your stage. Give me a second. All right. So, with Tannehill doing that, but Derek Henry was rushing for 100 and. 80 yards plus today he ran for 69 yeah, and that nice. that was the end of it but okay but if you run for 69 is, is yards that, you should get a touchdown or i mean you should get a win 69 it's a cool number 69 yards for derrick henry i'm just sorry no, he's just saying 69 Travis I'm sorry. trying to be funny but no, i was trying right he had 21 touches for only 69 yards and a touchdown uh he got held in check and we asked too much of tanny and he couldn't pull through thanks for courtesy chuckles yeah. guys that's true Hey, and Aaron, I'm not trying to bag on your boys, but I was rooting for them the whole time. But I was kind of sitting there. If uh, you want to take a second to talk about it, uh, dude, they rushed, they rushed only forward the entire game. Uh, that's what exactly what we were saying. Dude, that you brought that, we Thomas. were bitching about that, man. They refused the to play. I was bitching about that. It's like, it's like, man, like who, what NFL team in NFL history wins? Be playing scared, and I feel like rushing four dudes is playing, playing scared. scared. You're absolutely right. They're playing. You're dude, no, no, Thomas. Yeah. It's, it's exactly how I felt too. I was like, dude, we're letting Mahomes have ten sec, literally ten seconds in the pocket, and so it's like, yeah, of course, of course he's gonna rush for eight yards and get a first down, or you know, find Cheetah somewhere. You know what I mean? Obviously, because you're giving him all the time in the world, and it, it was frustrating for me because like that's not how we play. Uh, Dean, uh, Dean Price is our defensive coordinator. I thought he was going to make adjustments like he usually does, and he didn't. And uh, that's like Daniel mentioned before in the pod that, you know, the coaching didn't lose us. The only time I thought that we did, it was because our defensive coordinator did not make the necessary adjustments. He did not rush when I was talking to my other buddy that, like, dude, where's our pass rush? And we actually mentioned that before, that what uh, the Titans are missing is a good pass rusher. But you're right. We were playing scared and only rushing four. That's the results you're going to get. And keep in mind, like, Thomas, I know you want got something to say, but, like, Thomas played DB for us in college, and he's a brilliant defensive mind, you know. This dude knows his play calling. Not like myself, who's just a fucking big, dumb, ugly, in the you know, playing the D-line in the trenches. Like, Thomas is smart, so I feel you. Like, every time Thomas says something about, like, oh, they're only rushing four guys or whatever it may be, I really listen and I look at that and I'm like, God damn it, you're right. So, like, Thomas, really excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up to me, bro. No, I'm I'm 5'10". I'm white. And, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I could run at the point. I mean, I can't run that fast anymore. But, like, at the time, I had to, you know, I, I appreciate the praise, whatever, Daniel. But, like, I had to rely on the fact of knowing football and my high school didn't teach me that i taught myself that and i had i had to really try to learn that 
And now whenever I watch football, that's what I look at. You know, that's something that's lifelong forever. I, I literally look at football that way forever. And I, I, I saw that in the Titans game. I was like, man, they're really, they're really killing their guys in the back, the back seven right there. You're only rushing four on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they didn't help you're themselves. Get, you're going to get chewed, dude. You're going to get chewed. And it's the same thing with, like, San Fran. I mean, but their front four is better. Exactly. They're, they can, Aaron Rodgers is going to eat a little bit more. Yeah, you can rush only four. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to, like, pick and dime, but he's never going to be able to win the game. And you saw what they did in the first half. I mean, once it gets to that point, he's done. He's not going to be able to pick and dime his way to victory. It was 27 to what? 27 to zero or 27 to seven? 27 to half. It was done. Yeah, it was over. Thomas, so, I, I want to ask you this real quick because myself, Travis, and Aaron's a very big A-Rod lover. So was, so am I. But I feel like in the last year and a half, give or take, dude's fallen off a little bit. And Travis has pretty much always hated A-Rod. Not hated no, him. No, I don't want to say no, always. No, no. I, no. And I'm not saying hated <laughs> no, him. But come on. Just A-Rod. Come but on. Don't worry. Thomas is about that. But, like, Thomas, let me ask you this real quick, man. Like, do you feel like Travis brought up a really good point? Because clearly, A Rod has the highest QB rating overall of, out of any quarterback all time. of all time, right? And he thinks that A Rod is extremely conscious of that, and for that reason, he plays safe. And you know, if you look at that game, clearly, dude was playing very safe. You know, it could be what I said was it was a testament to the fact that the Niners would get after him, and maybe that was the game plan overall. Like, let me throw bubble screens, safe outs, quick slants, whatever, and not really get going downfield. Travis just thinks that's A Rod's game in general. You know, so what do you think, Thomas? You know, talk your shit on the Packers, bro. Yeah, 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 ah, man. So honestly, you know, I'm obviously a big Bears fan, so I watch a whole bunch of Aaron Rodgers, and I respect Aaron Rodgers. I want that to be on record, and everybody realize that. Here comes like, the I'm butt. not sitting here telling here you that butt. Aaron Rodgers is bad. But ah, there it the is. thing, dude, it's like you look at years like this, and everyone always wanted to blame this team, and now his team is decent. But now everyone's like, they just lost an NFC championship by getting their ass kicked. And you want to tell me that all those points weren't garbage time points? I don't know, man. I, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's great. I think that third down throw was special last week. Yeah. But let's, let's be honest. The dude needs a team around him. Like, you can't tell me that he's the greatest quarterback in NFL history. You can't. There's no way. Tom, I just want to let you know. Yeah, Travis is loving this. I'm loving this. Hey, listen. Travis, I, I just saw him go from 6 to midnight in a heartbeat. Dude. <laughs> hey, listen. I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the most incredible arm talents of all time. His arm talent, like, it's Patrick Mahomes, like, those two, like, Dan yeah, Marino. Like, says, just, thank you. Arm talent-wise, dude, nobody, come on. You get real. That dude's incredible. But dude, when it comes to, like, his... Arm talent like Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> okay, that's a little fancy. Like, <laughs> okay, you lost. Okay. Okay. All right, Tom. No, listen, 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 you're supposed to be. You're supposed oh, to have. You're supposed to, <laughs> dude, I was like, I gave it a second. Joke, I gave it a second. I was like, okay, hold on. Is he serious? On, wait, wait, hold on. What no, happened? no, no, no. But I feel you. His arm talent's like unreal. That dude can make a throw like nobody's business. And I do think intellectually that yeah. he's really incredibly smart. But I do think he's conscious of his stats. We had this argument a little bit before the, not argument, but discussion before the podcast about like, 
people's awareness of their stats in professional leagues, whether it be NBA or NFL. And I think Aaron and he Lowe, said it right. Sorry, and he has said it right. He he's openly admitted stuff like that. I believe he has. I I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know as much as that. Like I wouldn't know if he said it out loud, but it wouldn't shock me if he did. He's a guy who knows what his stats are. He cares about his stats. He cares, and I think, and I think that is a little bit of a detriment to him. And I made this point to Daniel Naren before the season. I was like, or before the pod, I was like, if next season he goes into the season saying, you know what, I'm gonna let that, I'm gonna let that rock sling. I'm gonna throw that bitch around. And you know what? I I think that they would be crazy, and I think he could probably win a Super Bowl. I think he plays too scared. I think if he really committed to saying "f this," I want to a chip. I don't care about my stats. I don't care about my QBR. I don't care about this that. I think he could really make a difference. And 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 it's really I'm really glad to hear you say because this has been my argument for a minute. I think he is the most incredible arm talent of all time. Patrick Mahomes obviously arm talent wise is on the same level, but I think he does play scared, and I do think he is aware. And I, I think he's aware of his stats. That's that's more of what I'm getting at. And he plays too safe. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, Travis. I'm gonna be honest with you. But I'm obviously I'm sitting here from a viewpoint where I get to watch him all the time in the fucking playoffs. Sorry for the cuss. Uh, I get to watch him all the time. In the playoffs. <laughs> hey, you've been listening. Hey, my mom's gonna be real I mad at you, I get to watch Tom. the Bears sitting at home doing nothing and because we drafted Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. <laughs> tell me, hold on. Tell me about how much that hurts. Tell me about how much that hurts. Dude, I I die every day about <laughs> it because I listen I dude, all I listen, I listen to you guys and I listen to sports talk radio when I'm driving all around the work. I find cell towers and that's what I do, but I drive all over Illinois and I have to hear it every single day, <laughs> man. Every single day. And I hear people call in and be like, get over it. We didn't draft him. We didn't draft this guy. It's like, no, I'm not going to get over it because the <laughs> no. guy that drafted the guy is still making $3 million a year, $4 million a year, whatever it is. I'm sitting here working my butt off to make a dollar and pay for my mortgage. <laughs> and this guy gets to live in a mansion with his family and he's still just racking in paychecks because he's drafting Mr. Trubisky. Trubisky. Because Come of on, bad dog. decisions. Because of bad decisions. Like I listen, me personally, hard. I could draft the wrong guy and make three million dollars a year if you wanted me to. You know what I mean? Same, dude. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard, you know. I think people overthink it overall. You know, oh, oh, this dude so, was a winner. Sean Watson pick exactly. Like wasn't hard. That's all day long. Not hard. Like, oh, you know, talented. He he, not talented, but like, oh, he's got a big frame. He's got a big arm. His potentials. There. He played freaking. Eight games in the in the college, so he'll probably be sick. Like, no, that's a joke. But, anyways, Thomas, this man, needs, this needs to be put. Let me give him one last point. Yes, this needs to be put in the air to you and your or your uh, California audience. Break it down. This guy, one guy played in the Sun Bowl and lost the Sun Bowl. One guy played in the national championship in Alabama. Twice, you I love you, twice against the NFL the other defense. Guy. Twice. <laughs> God damn it, Thomas. Yeah. That's why Nick I love Saban you. had two weeks to, or like a month to prepare for Don, Deshaun Watson two times and lost both times. Hey, Thomas, man. Yeah. We love you, bro. Certainly respect your football opinion, obviously, you know, for good reasons. You know, you're, like you said, not being 5'10, nothing like that. You were a real talent, man. And you were a <laughs> weight room warrior. Taught me a lot of things about lifting weights. I wish you can come over here and kick my ass in the gym right now, but. 
In closing, brother, anything that you want to break down for us or tell us before we let you go? Hey, man, I'm I'm good. I just appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, anytime you want me on, just give me a shout. I'm always listening. Um, I'm sitting out here in about, it feels like six degrees on the porch. <laughs> so I'm freezing my know. ass off. Sorry about the cuss. Uh, it's all good. But hey, you guys have a great night. And uh, enjoy the rest of the uh, NFL playoffs, man. I Super appreciate you, next. Thomas. Appreciate you listening every week. That's uh, that doesn't go. I appreciate it. we mention you every week. So thank you for that. Thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate your takes, dude. Uh, really appreciate everything that you uh, that you did. Always, right, man. All right, Thomas. Love you, brother. We'll, we'll I'll shoot you a text. All right, right now. always, always. All right, hey, later, Tommy. Thanks, man. Titans, man. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, later, brother. All right, brother. All right, see you guys. All right, and that's our boy Thomas carpenter man he brought up some really good points though he's so i love thomas and and we're gonna hop into another call here in a second for aaron ruano he's ready and he's on deck he was walking his dogs i think he's got like a little wiener dog or something crazy like that nice he always has because he's gay like that no just kidding aaron we love you but uh yeah man thomas he was listen for yeah go ahead and ring it He's like 5'9", like 195. Reminds me of like how we, we both played similar positions. Oh, yeah. Ways. So like, yeah, me and Tom's can relate on another level. You guys certainly would relate. We All right, we're calling Aaron now. We got A-Ru. Aaron. Yo, what's going on, guys? Aaron, what up, dog? What's up, boss man? Aaron, what's, what it do, baby? You're on the pod, How are brother. you guys? We're good. Nice how are you? Nice to hear from you. I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course, dude. Listen, so... I hope you watched all those games on Sunday. You don't have to bring any research or homework because we certainly don't every week. Thank but, uh... fucking God, dude. I didn't <laughs> do any research. But Aaron was, you know, and and still is a great friend of ours. You know, we've we used to freestyle rap together, get hammered together. <laughs> oh, Aaron and... had the bars, dude. <laughs> Aaron had the bars like nobody ever had the bars. Maybe Fern. I Jamaica. forgot about that, man. I'm like the whitest rapper you ever. Yeah, but you're not even white, so come on. Come on, I'm I'm pretty much white. Come on, you're pretty uh, yeah, white. you you fit in the bill pretty well. But yeah, I'm pretty I met white. your mom before you're white. <laughs> yeah, I'm white. I'm at least half white. Come on, my dad's pretty white. Let's be real. <laughs> but Aaron's been listening since you know I don't know probably a couple months, give or take. I think you better be me, listening to all. He of them. shot me a text in October, man, and I told Travis and Aaron and Fern, and they're like, "No way, Aaron Rano's listening. We thought you were a celebrity, and that's all dope." And you, you know, know we, like we, Big Shot, dude. I'll just yeah, get you guys on like we were, high, <laughs> no, it's fine. we were gassing you up, and I know you're gonna listen to this pod. We were talking about you playing water polo and we we're talking about you playing baseball. Hey, you hey. used to be a hell of a baseball player. Shoot. Shout baseball. out to baseball. Aaron, do you remember like in third grade? I think it was fourth grade, maybe oh, being you were on the same Travis. minor B team. Do you remember that? Dude, that was the squad. I think we had like Garrett was on Garrett the team. Garrett Grubbs was on the team. Like that. Dude, that was Ryan awesome. Walsh, Cody Worthington. Oh, Ryan, dude. Oh, God. We were all on the team, and I remember I was telling Daniel that, about That team this. seemed subpar. No, that we were suspect. so sick, dude. I was telling... I was telling... <laughs> <laughs> I was telling the guys about this. I'm like, my one of those weird random random memories that people always have, you know, just random things that they remember. I remember that you hit a home run. Our minor B league team, and that was before they put that fence up. So you just whammed it way out there. And I remember before you hit home plate, you came to smack on the fence where we were all sitting, the dugout fence, and you were like, I just hit a home run. Like before you even touched <laughs> home run, you were all hyped. And that was one of those things that I always remember. And like I remember, hey, and all those nights playing basketball my mom making us lemonade like hey man I, I i i miss you a lot man i hope you come down soon i want to hang 
Dude, it was so nice to hang out with you guys. And I honestly don't remember even hitting a home run. I'm mm. so bad at baseball that I didn't even play in high school. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I made it to eighth grade. All right, Mr. Humble Guy. Like, we remember you were pretty good at baseball. Aaron, you were a talent, man. You're always tan and good looking and freaking good at swimming. Yeah, that's sweet that comb over. Dick. Sorry, you were the dude, handsome one before dude. all of us. I'm already bald, and you got a nice head of hair. What the hell, bro? Yeah, what's up with that, dude? Come on, Aaron. That's not even true, dude. That's not even true. No, you guys are making all this shit up. This uh, is all fake for everyone listening. This is all <laughs> fake. It's not fake, Aaron. Anyways, we had some sick games today, the championships uh, weekend. Uh, the Packers and Niners was kind of a dud, but the Titans-Chiefs games was pretty good for a minute, man. What, do you, what are your opinions on those games? Let's start with that Titans and Chiefs game. Do you think uh, one of the big questions was, what would you pay... Derrick Henry, are you feeling bringing him back max contract wise? That's something we were discussing earlier. Same with Ryan Tannehill. What do you think about that game and that whole situation they're in? Dude, I mean, sorry, Aaron, but like, fuck you guys. You guys lost me a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, dude. Like that, that was a good team. That's a solid team. Every once in a while, every team's gonna have like a down game where he gets what? What do you get? Like seventy yards rushing? Uh, sorry, Henry? hey, that's sixty-nine yards rushing, dude. Sixty-nine. Okay, nice. so you have to pay him the max contract. <laughs> that's what that, I was man. saying. You have to go max. But I don't know, man. He's a he's a great player. The team is stacked. Their defense looked great still, even though they had Mahomes running all over him for some reason. He's just some sort of god that's sent from some sort of weird continent i don't really even know what he is catch a beating stupid ass that's what he is i hate them because i'm a chargers fan (laughs) as well i hate the chiefs but i mean they look good they played a better game than they played last week but the titans i i don't know man i'm not sure how all the contracts work but i think keeping Tannehill and sending Mariota somewhere else and getting some sort of draft pick or somebody else that they need would be a great great option for them that's just he's what a free I think. agent, so he's actually going to walk. So that's the thing. We're not going to be able to trade him. He's going to walk. I think he actually goes to the Chargers, funny enough. That's my opinion. I would like that. I mean, he's a great quarterback. He played well in the couple snaps that he had tonight. What do you have? A couple, two, maybe three? He had one that he, I thought was dope. He had like a six-yard rush, and he stiff-armed the shit out of someone to get that. But, but hold on real I quick. I thought that was Tanny, and I'm like, oh, shit, look at Tanny <laughs> rushing the ball. And Travis is like, bro, that was that was fucking Mariota. No, but Aaron, isn't that a little bit of a detriment to Mariota? Is that as soon as I put in Ryan Tannehill, like they're in the AFC Championship game, doesn't that make him look a little worse? Like, like, I loved Mariota coming out of Oregon, and he was crazy cool, and all those rumors about Phil being traded to Tennessee for Mariota. We were hyped on that, I, I was about that life, but, like, doesn't that kind of make you think, like, oh, maybe this dude's not the guy I want? Like, what's your opinion on all that? Sure. I mean, maybe he just doesn't fit in with what they're trying to do right now because, I mean, they went, what, two and four before they switched him over? And it, he maybe just wasn't working out, but he played well the first couple of years that he was there. I think he was a good quarterback for him. He he held his own. He made a name for himself, and he's not like a some sort of freaking Baker Mayfield out here. He looks a lot better yeah. than him, at least. <laughs> yes, that's great. So, no, dude, I agree I mean, with that. Could be I mean, better. Yeah, this guy literally turned. A, he literally got drafted when we went two and fourteen. He had three straight years. We went nine and seven. So, like, what yeah, are you telling see? me? Yeah, he had like a you know a down year last year, but he still like he played his part. And, you know, I think he is, he's kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater type right now where he's going to, he's going to go to a contending team, possibly like the Bears or, you know, maybe the Chargers that are just like one step away. Uh, hopefully he just finds a system that fits him and, uh, you know, excels because I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, he's a great quarterback and he's a, he seems like a good person. 
from what I've seen. He nice seems like a good leader, somebody who can like step up when they really need him. He just kind of got the short end of the stick here, kind of got put on blast, and then Tannehill stepped up real big. So, I mean, it sucks That's for exactly him. But... What happened. That's exactly yeah. what happened. He had five new head coaches and five new OCs in five years that he was there. Yeah, it's tough. You know what I mean? That's tell tough, me, man. Tell me a guy who's going to excel with that shit. So, like, you know, I thought he did great with the hand he was dealt. That's why, like, I'm really excited. He's obviously not going to be on the Titans next year, uh, but I hope wherever he goes, I, I hope he uh, he kills it. Yeah, he's got that, like, new quarterback kind of mindset where they're a little more mobile, kind of like Mahomes. Not as fast as Lamar, but he's kind of got that mobility where he can get outside the pocket and make decent throws from the mid-range area and just kind of keep your team to where they're not getting pressured by all these strong defensive lines that are coming into the league now. He's not gonna he's not gonna shit you he's not gonna screw you in a game. He's not gonna throw the turnovers like maybe Phillip Rivers may do. <laughs> Especially oh, this la- this last year. So obviously Mariota would certainly be an upgrade from Phillip Rivers. We all know that. But hey Aaron, I know you're a Lakers fan, bro. This this man's right here taught me how to play 2K way back in the day. Shit on me with the Dallas Mavericks. Remember that, Aaron? <laughs> the the Dirk turnaround, like, dude. Yeah, dude. You were Dirk. He's like, I'm going to be the Mavericks. Don't worry. They're not worth a shit, bro. Like, and he was <laughs> destroying me with Dirk Nowitzki. But with that being said, brother, how are you feeling about the Lakers season, man? I, I know we can talk hoop with you. Dude, that is a clutch team. We're looking great. I think we played super nice last night, even without, without AD. I think we can go all the way for sure. I think we got the new... The new Kobe Bryant, as you would say, I guess. Bet. I feel that. Is it's there, a good okay, team, man. Aaron, so look, man. Travis and myself and Aaron, of course, we've been talking a little bit about uh, where can we really improve? Obviously, defense looks pretty solid. You know, we've taken a couple L's to the, the Clippers, of course, and the Bucks, which was pretty upsetting. Um, we had that four-game skid. But other than that, we've looked pretty solid overall. But with that being said, is there any area to improve? And should Kuzma stay or should he go for something better? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Kuzma's, uh, he's every other game for me. It's like, man, you're doing so bad and then you're doing great and you're keeping the team. I mean, when LeBron and AD were both out, he was the one guy who scored 30 points or whatever. Well, him and Dwight Howard scored 30 points to win them the game. Now that, that was monstrous, but then he came back the next game and had went like four for fifty or whatever it was, and he just he he's hit or miss, and he looks like freaking Eminem and Justin Bieber, so that kind of pissed me <laughs> off a little bit. No, the inconsistency is real with him, and it's uh, but to his attest, it's like when you get sparing minutes of like sixteen, eighteen, or the twenty that he was getting coming off the bench. You know, it's kind of hard to some you know players like him where he has to you know find a rhythm to get his game. Uh, and when he's like coming off the bench, he feels like he has the four shots. Him starting uh, and playing alongside LeBron and getting open looks, and then like uh, feeling comfortable, be aggressive. That's when like you know that's the coups that we've known and love. But you're right, you know the inconsistency is obviously of concern. Uh, but over, I feel like you know over the last four or five games that we haven't had had AD, uh, Kuz has stepped up and he's had a couple of good games in a row. So um, on in my opinion on the trade. If you'd asked me like last week or two weeks ago, I was all about trading him. But, you know, I, you know, give this guy a little bit of time, a little bit more minutes. He gets his footing, gets his rhythm. Uh, I'm, I'm back on the Kuz train. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I mean, I don't think there's any real great gain to make from trading him. I don't know if anyone's really looking for somebody like Kuzma, especially the way he's been playing up and down this year. 
I don't know if anyone's really has their big eyes on them. If you're a fan or you're a coach or you're an owner of another team, I don't think you really have it out for Kuzma to be your, your guy, you know? No, I, sorry. Oh, let me go. I'm, I just want to say like, you're, you're hundred percent right. I don't know if trade value for him is super high right now, but where I have my problem with Kuzma is yeah. 80s out. You put up 36 against the Mavs. You know, you play good in these games where you start, but like, that's not the role that we need him for. Right. Kuzma's not going to be the starter. I'm sorry. You're a 3 4. Our 3 and 4 right now are LeBron and AD. So guess what? You're coming off the bench. A couple of all stars. Like, no, a couple of ghosts. Like, couple, get real. Yeah, You're really. coming off the bench, kiddo. So, and if he yep. can't figure out how to be successful in that specific role, for I mean, do what you can. If some team like the Kings or Suns or whoever throw out a solid trade with a bunch of good 3 and D players, you know, maybe a playmaker here or there, where like we can figure something out, like, I'm all for trading him. I just, I just, I, he's doing all these great things while he's in a role, which we're not going to need him in the playoffs. And that's my biggest problem with him. What do you think about that? Like, do you think that he's filling that role that we need, or he's just in a spot where like, he's not being what we need him to be? Aaron, hold on. Let me, let me just add on to that too. I'm sorry, brother. I, I'm I, here, I, man. I really want to tee you off on this one. So like going off of what Travis said, like, yes, he's been lighting it up on the scoreboard, but you take a look at the game where we lost to the magic, right? The last, the fourth quarter, dude was, I didn't even see him. And it's not because he, it, to me, he's one dimensional. He can score the ball and that's it. So if, if your shot is not falling, if your mid range ain't hitting, if you're not cutting to the basket and your little floater ain't going three point eight there, then what are you doing? Can you really dime the ball up? Can you rebound? Can you do all those extra intangible things that you may need from a third player? I don't know if he can certainly do that. So it makes me a little bit nervous, but I feel you, Aaron. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, what? What's the? Dude, what's we're the 33, 34, yeah, 30, and eight, 34 and eight, and we're nitpicking here. But like, those are some some telltale signs. Like, what do you think, Aaron? No, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the six man wins you the the championship at the end of the day. The guy who comes off the bench and is your sixth starter, pretty much. We had guys like Lamar Odom coming off yep. the bench at yep. one point. Ours. He's not. He's not at that level. I don't think, at least. I mean, he's I a he's a good player. He's young enough. What is he? Twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, something like that. I think he's twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, yeah. He's a hell of a lot better than any of us are. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but that being said, I I don't think that he is our our guy for the long term. Being the sixth man, a guy who can come off the bench and play that role, I don't think he's consistent enough from beyond the arc to where he can make a difference like Danny Green has been doing. And he needs yeah. to learn something from that guy. I mean, if he's gonna if he's gonna stick around, I think he needs to really like put his head down and figure out what he needs to do to make himself a better player for the team instead of just going for the showboat kind of being the best player on the team when he gets a chance, which is not very often. The one thing about Kuz that kind of bothered me in the first couple of years is like, yeah, like Daniel was saying, he's one dimensional, just scoring, which everyone just needs a scorer. You know what I mean? But the intangibles that we we're mentioning, uh, for as big and as athletic as he is, he has really slow feet on defense. And he is usually a liability on defense. It's weird. He gets absolutely bodied sometimes. And uh, I, I don't know why. It's weird to me because I, I, have, I feel like he has every... And like he has made strides in that. But it hasn't been enough. And, like, the Lakers, their whole M.O. this year has been our defense. You know what I mean? Like, our offense will come because, obviously, 
but our def we've hung our hats on our defense and like if there is going to be a weak link you know we gotta we gotta handle that but is there an upgrade over coos in terms of scoring and defense you know right now i don't see too much i i loved uh robert covington when we were looking at him in the off season i don't you know what i mean i thought that was going to be a good one i don't know if the contracts match up if we were to trade him or if that is even on the table that's why we were super uh you know hoping that we would get andre Iguodala, just another just another lockdown defender that we can put in in the fourth quarter. And with Kuz, yeah, you're right. Like, if his three's not falling or if his floater's not hitting and you're kind of a defensive liability, dog, I, I can't use you. So Right. Yeah, and I think, like, Andre Iguodala is really the only option that we have to get for, like, instead of Kuzma. I know his, uh, his contract's up, what, at the end of the year or something like that? Yeah, but we, you know, like Travis was saying a couple podcasts ago, and it was like two hours in. So, Aaron, if you weren't listening, we don't hate you, bro. But uh, I was, but listen, dude. I definitely was. Shout out, brother. I appreciate you. But, like, you know, if they don't get anything for Iggy by the trade deadline, they might have to just release him, you know? And that would be very ideal it's for what us. Buyout. For. It's what we're looking buyout. for. Not a release, buyout. Oh, a buyout. You know, they might have to buy him out, and then the Lakers can just swoop him up on the low low which would be very ideal because he'd either come to us or the Clippers. Granted, we'd have to fight for him and, you know, pleasure case to him. But that's what we're hoping for. Like, if we can grab Iggy and then Collie, Collison's the other one. Collison. But think about it. keep oh, Kuz, yeah. like, cool. No, like, but think about it. If we dump Kuz, we'll need those three minutes. And Iggy's be like, you know, that beam. I don't know if you've seen that one dude behind the corner, sh- like, you know, shaking his hands, you know, all excited. Like, listen, we're going to need some three minutes. And Iggy... We could use that dog. Like, listen, the Clippers have all these guys. Like, they have Paul George and Kawhi. They have all these different guys that are going to play in that three plus Mo Harkless. It's kind of a you know a tough minutes, man. I feel like the honestly, I I'm fucking tired of hearing about the Clippers. Like, me everyone's, too. Everyone's sucking <laughs> their dicks so much. Listen, they are just you sure, dude. They just beat the uh, they just beat the Pelicans, right? Yes, and I think by like one. It was one thirty three to yeah. one thirty. And in that game, Kawhi dropped like 39, 5, and 5, and like four steals, which is a hell of a stat line. But you needed Kawhi to drop 39, 5, and 5, and 4 to win by fucking three to a team that is eight games under 500. And we just beat the Rockets that are the fifth third seed, or fourth, fifth seed, fifth seed. fourth, fifth seed. Which, I think they you went know, up to four, though. To no, they honest. were the fifth seed. They were the fifth you seed get my when point. we beat. Like, the Rockets are always considered, like, you know, um, title contenders. And we just beat them by nine without AD. And, and the Clippers lost to the Rockets by a grip. By and that two. game, that game, the first half, we looked like we were jogging. And you know what? The second half, we came back and won, and we looked like we were jogging. My biggest thing about the Lakers is if you watch LeBron, he is not at full speed at all. Like, dude is jogging. Average. He had 19 assists against the Magic. He's dropping 35 against, you know, whatever team we're playing. And it, 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 he ain't trying. He's taking jumpers. He's I taking can't wait fadeaways. to see playoff LeBron. We haven't seen, as oh Laker fans, we have not seen the playoff LeBron. Because if you look at the history of his career and NBA history, blah, 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 he had one bad series. That bad series against the Ma- or the Mavericks back in 2011, that was the only bad series he's ever had. And that was, that was when- like his second year in the league, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was his, his first year in Miami. That was his first year. That was the only bad but series. But regardless, like, right, like what he's saying, you know, like it was pretty new. Like he was new. After that, he's been chilling. 
No, he hasn't hearing. been chilling. He's been He's sleeping. been killing. He's been like, let me take a nap and drop 35, I know. 8, and 11. You know what Playoff I mean? Playoff LeBron is like the opposite of fucking normally Andy Reid in the playoffs. Yeah, know? he's or like he's like Andy Reid opposite. Yeah, exactly. Like he's been, he just games race to way different measures. So I feel you. But I mean, with that being said, guess what? Clippers are 2-0 against the Lakers. That's why I'm nervous. And guess, and the Lakers were not like, let me just fucking snooze fest over the Clippers. They certainly wanted to win both of those games, guys. That's why I'm nervous. Rightfully so, but that's it's just we're reading too much into it. You know what I mean? I think we're reading too much into it. The media obviously has a huge part in this because they want to create some rivalry that's never been there ever, by the way. You know, the Clippers have, what, two conference titles? Compared to our like eighteen con- or twenty two conference titles and sixteen ships, like I get it, you know that it's a new era. They got players and everything, and then I'm believe me, I'm like I'm a huge Kawhi fan. They're about to retire his jersey at San Diego State. By the way, this is a side note: San Diego State nineteen and zero right now, and they're ranked fucking seventh. Shout out, shout out, nice. San Diego State, dude! Like they're killing it basketball wise. They're about to retire Kawhi's jersey on the twenty second. What's say? I think they might have already done it. Nah, family. You got like three days. Okay, they're about to retire his jersey on 22nd. But anyways, like with the Clippers, like, yeah, I'm a hater. JR, our homie, fucking, he's the only Clipper fan. And he can he can hang his hand on it. He's been a Clipper fan. I'll give him that. He's been a Clipper fan for a while. Uh, maybe last like 10 years, which That's is enough cool, for me. That's cool, but like, enough for me. when LeBron went to the Lakers, he asked if he can go to be a Lakers fan, and we said no. <laughs> so that's whack. Like, if, <laughs> if fucking LeBron went to the Clippers, you think me or Travis or you or Aaron Ruano would have been like, let, can we be a Clippers fan? Absolutely not. So that's a joke to no. me. That's just a Clippers fan. You know, like, come on, bro. Like, oh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. I'm sick, dude. He's like, also a Cowboys fan. So he and he's some... a Cowboys fan. So that's oh, a joke. God, oh, that's gross. disgusting. Aaron, in closing, Aaron Ruano, not Aaron Moss. We don't want to hear from Aaron Moss right now, man. <laughs> We appreciate you, brother. Uh, you got anything to tell us in closing? What do you want to tell us? Yeah, brother? you got a six soliloquy to wrap it up. Yeah, break it down. No, dude, I just want to say thank you guys. I appreciate you having me on, and I hope to hear from you guys soon. Like, this was fun. Hey, Hell definitely, yeah, brother. Hey, next time you're down in town, hit us up, man. I'd love to see you, man. Thanks for listening. Yeah, to you, dude, let's play some freaking basketball. I've been trying to run lately, and that's oh. the worst thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. <laughs> I bet those L.A. Hoopers are nice, dude. Oh, another well, thing, another oh. thing. Aaron bought a shirt. Shout out Aaron. He he was like one of the first guys that bought a shirt from us. So no, Aaron, we'll you get were that Aaron, you were the first person to buy a shirt, bro. I got it lined up with the yeah. white tee. So greatly appreciate you. And those shirts are dope, right? Like, come on. Yeah, I'm gonna be rocking that shit all day until it gets all stinky. And then I'll maybe wash it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's usually we'll how see, it works, bro. brother. <laughs> yeah, I've worn mine like seven times without washing it. But all right, brother, appreciate you, man. We'll catch the Lakers game together soon. And and thanks for listening. Thanks for getting on here and taking the time with us, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it. Let me got let me know if you guys are ever up in LA and we'll uh, get some drinks or catch a game or whatever. Chilling, bro. All right, man. Take thanks, it easy. Man. Late. Cool. Thanks, guys. That was a swell time. What'd you guys think? I really like this call in deal. It is a fun, it's fun. fucking Dude, time. Dude, we got to do more call ins. I fucking yeah. do. We got a couple people that have been, they're on the waiting list right now. We're going to get love Garrett us. next week. Yeah, we guys. have so many fans and listeners. They're like, oh my God, I want to talk to all these kids. <laughs> so that's very fun. But, but hey, we were hot on that Lakers, okay. Lakers topic. Like, we're kind of transitioning to basketball here. And. We were, we were kind of going on and on about that Kuz deal, but like, do you, 
as Laker fans, obviously, do you feel confident going to playoffs right now? Do you feel like, all right, cool, we're going to wax the West and go to the finals and win? Absolutely. I do. You, you really think, even though I we're 0-2 against the Clippers, like yes. you're you're 100% confident? Absolutely. And this is where I'm at. This Let's is go. why I think so. Is like, yes, you're like, Daniel, you're absolutely right go when ahead. you said you're nervous about playing the Clippers. And Someone's like, got to play Devils sounds, No, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad we are. But this is where I'm at. I've watched enough games this year, every single fucking game, to be honest with you, uh, that when we need to turn it on on defense, we can. And that is something that I haven't seen in years as a Lakers fan. I feel that, bro. Depending I love that. And this is like... Our defense is so nice. And it's like we have the rim, we have the, uh, the rim protection, and like that's huge. You know, we're the number one team in uh, blocks. We're the number three team in steals. Uh, we're in the number four overall defense efficiency. We're top five offense efficiency. What are we hating on? You know what I mean? Like, yes, we're nitpicking. We mentioned that earlier. But the reason I'm so confident is because of our defense. Like, defense, defense, defense. With uh, with NFL, with any sport, it's always defense. You know what I mean? If you can prevent them from doing what they want to do and frustrate them, which we did against the Rockets. You know what I mean? Like, James Harden, we are doubling them. You know, oh, making someone sick. else beat us. You know, Russ, you know, Russ got his own and everything like that, which is great. But, dude, we still won by nine. And it was... It was kind of a blowout. It was like, kind we of still, a, like, it was a comfortable. Like, we were losing. We were losing at, at half, and we were losing at some point. But then in the third quarter... But you knew we were going to turn it on. That's how know? I felt. Exactly my point. You literally just made my point. You knew we were going to turn it on. You knew we were going to get stops. You knew our defense was going to step up. And I see it every single game. It's not like every other game. It's not like... Here and there, it's every game. I see us just turn it the fuck on on defense. We get turnovers. We get uh, just little things, you know, defensive rebounds. We get stops. You know, we don't foul as much. And we outscored them, I think, 35 to 17 in the third quarter. And it was after that, it was like we coasted. And like, yeah, LeBron like had to do had to make some big threes in the fourth quarter and shit. But no, dude, I, that's my confidence all time high. No, like you're 100 percent right. And the big thing with me was like, I was always kind of like, oh, we have LeBron and AD, but like, what else do we have? That was a big thing with me. Four guys score 20. That this is where I'm getting at. Come the on. last, the give last, me, give it to bars. me, Travis. The last hey, five games. Let me hear it. Last oh. five games, your boys were Praying four hands. and one. Listen, I thought that without yes. AD or without Eesh. LeBron, I thought it was like, oh god, this I is love be, a passionate Travis. This was going to be a rough spiel, but. My boy AD's been out, and we're four and fucking one. That's four and so one, nice, and bro. honestly, that hey, we took an elegance. Hey, Travis, the magic say for the week. people in the back, we're four and one hey, without Harry, AD. Hey, Harry, you back there? We four and one without AD, nigga. Oh, sorry. And guess guess what? We probably got fucking fady, nice and fady in LA before we played the Magic too. By the way, too. oh they were kicking. So don't it. sleep on that fact. We, no, we, we straight up. We, we just got texting, beat. I was texting Sammy. Yeah, like me, Sammy's that. a little bitch. Sammy, what do you have to say? Yeah, Break Sammy, listen to the podcast. I bought this guy some Magic shorts for Christmas, oh, and I'm God. regretting the fuck out of it now. Was he talking that mad shit? No, I was talking shit at the beginning. He he literally was like, <laughs> oh, I, I was talking shit, and then he was like, <laughs> and then I was getting mad. He was like, dog, you didn't, I didn't ask for this. So I was like, fuck, all right. I was looking like a real dick. It was funny. No, but like, listen, but I was know, so put the blame on Sammy. Yeah, fu- f Sammy. Sorry, mom. But like, what I'm getting at is this squad. I was so worried about if we didn't have one of our stars, we were going to be a big old pile of booty. We're good. 
Like, we've been doing good without these dudes. I was always a little kind of skeptical, but imagine if we had AD. If we had AD, I'm sorry. We would have smacked the Magic. The only difference is, imagine if we don't have LeBron. That's that, why I get scared. But listen, That's a great point. But when, exactly playoffs, going. when playoffs come around, we're going to have LeBron. God, I love him. What a luxury, guys. And I and listen, our teams is dope. I just want to talk a big, a big old pile of smack. Hold on, real quick. I've been encountering this a lot with a this, bottle in his hand. Hold on, I know I have a bottle. I have a fifth of Jack Daniels in my hand. You but said, what let I'm me getting talk at, my shit. we're sober. What are you talking about? But what I'm getting at is, oh sorry, I've encountered in the last two three weeks a lot of Lakers. I'm putting up the quote fingers. Lakers fans who say, "Oh, I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm I'm just kind of waiting until he gets out of here." Listen. Who we, said that? Like, no, call him a, out. A guy at my work named Bill Aviu. I know he's not listening. I saw I, some shit on Twitter like that. Exactly. And I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter. All these guys are like, I'm not really a LeBron fan, so I'm kind of just waiting until it's out. Like, listen. LeBron like, James. I'm listen, I love Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is my favorite player of all time. All time. That's mine. My he's favorite. My, he's literally my idol. I love He him. is my favorite player. I love everything he's about, but I'm not going to be delusional. I am not going to be delusional in saying that LeBron James is extraordinarily better. Well, not. Okay. He's better than Kobe Bryant. I don't want to say extraordinarily. LeBron James is better than Kobe Just Bryant. It's all around game, like, right? That's no, but like I love what's Kobe not Bryant. Compare him? What's not compare him? I don't want to compare mad. him, but what I'm getting at is all these Kobe fans try to sit there and hate on LeBron and act like we should Those shouldn't. are Kobe stands, they're not Laker fans. Exactly. Can we like, talk about it? No, Your we, boy Bill, though, who does the name Bill? Bill. And I hope he does listen to this. He Say won't. Travis. But Travis, like, tell him, Bill, listen to this hey, fucking Bill, podcast. Pop on no, the headphones. Just, no, tell him in real life, though. But y- listen here. Have we been down with the Lakers for nine years when they've been dick? Six. And six years? What do you mean? No, they're bad for six, is what you say. Six years is what they've been bad. Oh, what? yeah, yeah. It felt like 15 years. It like felt it like 30. But guess what? Lifetime. Guess what? Me, Aaron, and Travis have watched every single Kendall game. Kendall Marshall, Steve season. Blake. And, and me and Aaron have gone to preseason games. Travis, you know, we, we used watched- to go to the the... the the summer league games in Vegas, we'd go watch we the Angelo and all games. these dudes. We, we, Dude, saw we used to get, we we used to to get together. We used to get together to watch Kendall Marshall and Ryan Kelly. We all three oh, of us God. used to like. Okay, we're watching Laker games at Travis's house, and it's like, what the fuck? Were we excited. <laughs> Travis about? and I watched a game against the Sixers in which nobody played except Nick Young was our top the, scorer. The number one and player was, in that game was who, Michael Carter. Williams. Michael Carter Williams. It was his rookie year. So he had that a triple double. Like he had a rookie of the year. Yeah, he had a triple double that game. And we were down by three points, and it was like 15 seconds to go. They run a clean-ass screen. Kendall Marshall was kind of on fire, and he misses a three, and we were salty about it. But, like, we remember all of that. Don't tell me, Sammy. Well, Sammy, no, he don't watch all No, Bill. Anybody. Hey, Bill, Bill, listen up, Bill. Break it down. Listen here. Hey, Bill, listen up. I don't care if it's. A dude from the Celtics that was great. I don't care if it's a dude like LeBron James challenging Kobe. Your boy don't give a freak. There it is. We have been in the gutter for six years. And you know what? Us real Laker fans, us true ones, us real ones, we've been watching this. We've been watching this shit. And you know what? We deserve 34 and 8. Yes. We deserve 34 and 8. Oh, we've all deserved that. You know, because we all worked at the well together. Yeah, we did. When and we we're all... Titans and Charger fans, by the way. So <laughs> yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah, it's also Loyal ass fans, boy. But dude, when we were at the well together, I remember we'd watch like Laker games, me and Dan would fuck around and go meet up with Travis somewhere, watch like in one of the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> we'd go steal We don't work there anymore. Long down, I still work there, bro. <laughs> we'd go oh, steal God. a room key and then like go watch in the rooms and shit. And I thought that was hilarious. But but like we would do that and get super excited 
and then we'd get waxed by 30 and yeah. we'd be like damn but did you see what like, we did in the first half yeah, yeah did you see Julius Ray- around 25 Julius Randall made a layup with his right hand yeah <laughs> dog I remember, that's why like you're absolutely right like we we deserve this dude all and- right cool the Lakers are sick dick let's let's transition into something real quick Let's talk about the McGregor fight to close out, unless anyone has a game. But like, did well, I have games? Me? But we'll get that afterwards. So I mean, okay. we're we're pretty deep into this right now. Where are we at, friend? One thirty got died gone. All right, we'll, so we'll we'll just rail out the McGregor fight. We'll, we'll, we'll save the, the McGregor and then we'll talk about the Astros think, okay. too. Uh, the McGregor fight. The card was weak. I watched all. I you know faintly watched some of them. I was honestly watching the Laker game and like the post game show over the fights. I was at Garrett's house, um, but. There was a lot of hype for this, you know, Cowboy McGregor, rightfully so, because McGregor hasn't fought in like, you know, almost three years and, you know, yeah. it was his first time back. And, you know, Cowboy has, you know, one of the best strikers. He's he looked unreal. Uh, I don't know Always. if you guys know who, you know what the payout was? For that fight? For that though. game, regardless uh-huh. if McGregor uh, lost, he was going to get like 2.5 mil. And then, like, there's bonuses if he won it. He's and a then, star, man. Exactly. But uh, Cowboy, like, the most he would have uh, could have got was like 200,000. No way. He, and he really? lost, and he only got like 200 grand. And so wow. that's where I'm at. Like, you would have thought, like, McGregor won, he only got three grand or three mil. That's crazy because Cowboy Cerrone has had some very great knockouts in his career. But let's talk about, and, like, and we were I, talking about that fight, though. Uh-huh. Like, that dude, there's a reason why he only got 200 grand, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, he was killing it, but guess who was not in the fucking UFC at the time? McGregor, who was the top dog on every if, uh, welterweight, a featherweight. Like, he has, you know, he has, the, like, three knockouts at all three levels, and dude's unreal, dude. I love him. You know, I love his cockiness. I love his strut. And, like, he's, he's also taken a slice of humble pie in the last year, which is cool. You know what I mean? Like, and in that fight, dude, this guy did something I've never seen before. And he shoulder shrugged the shit out of him. And did you watch the fight at all? I saw that. I saw that. So, so what happened is like, they went up and like, uh, McGregor came in hot. He threw a right hook, missed it. He, uh, you know, uh, cowboy ducked him, took a knee to the face a little bit. Didn't think that was a huge deal, but then they like kind of locked arms. And when they locked arms, McGregor brought him in and just literally just shoulder, like his left shoulder just shrugged the shit out of him. And then the first one caught uh, his eye, right in the eye. And you're like, ooh, that, that shit looked like it. Literally seeing that live, I was like, that shit hurt. And then the second one caught his nose. And then the third one broke his nose. And you saw it buckle. I watched his nose buckle and literally just started pouring blood. And I was just like, damn, I've never seen that shit before. And then he hit him a couple more with that. And then they got off him a foot to the face, clean fucking left a uh, fucking high kick to the face, chin music, and then McGregor just started going to work, and it was a 40-second fight. Listen, Cowboy, as good as he is, and everyone loved him. Didn't, he is good, by the way. Didn't like, stand a fucking chance against him. And even he even said, he was like, listen, I know I should probably take him to the ground, but I want to stand up and fight him because I want to do that. Yeah, listen, but Cerrone's you, a stand-up guy, too, so like that's not like... It know. wasn't out of the question, you're right, yeah. but it was also like, dude... You're fucking playing with fire, and yeah, he yeah, got yeah. the fire, dude. Like, shout out McGregor. I love, you know what I mean? All the, the con- all the you know, Cowboys fans, just because he's American. I know a lot of people are just like, oh, he's American. He's big old white cowboy. I'm going yeah. to go for him. But and- the only guys that have, like, really beaten Connor was Khabib, who ground and pound, you know, specialist Grapplers. tactic. A grappler type, you know? Like, you don't want to stand up with this dude. This dude's a psychopath. Like, dude, he's, he's so gonna throw fucking, fucking dope, dude. He's sick. Let me, give my ahead, opinion, let me give me a quick opinion on fights. Like, I'm more of a boxing fan than I am a UFC fan. 
And honestly, when Conor McGregor went to go fight Floyd Mayweather, he didn't stand a chance. I, I, it definitely didn't feel like he, he just stood a chance. Out. He just no, no, out but quick. like he I saw watched, money. he saw I, money. I, yeah, no, it course. was a money. He would and, do that again in a million. Years. And he pulled in thirty million for that fight. Thirty million. <laughs> Whereas you were just like he three won million. Three. And you won three for beating the cowboy guy. But let me get at this. I quick. think they'd do another fight. I was apparently dude. I Mayweather think he, dude, I saw a thing that he's supposed to fight Manny. Listen. Oh really? Conor yeah. Conor McGregor. When I watched that fight, he looked like a boxer. Like he kind of stood in there with Floyd a little bit. I was really impressed with his. McGregor is that dude. He is a dude. Like listen, he is a boxer more than anything. Exactly, though, and That's he why really he took, took that fight. He took a solid piece of humble pie lately, and he was really cool. Like in the in the. Like the the, the, the weigh in the, the yeah. weigh ins like he was a really cool dude and like I always I, I never really liked those guys that were douches about the weigh ins and before the fight I'm like okay you're gonna look real stupid if he gets smacked and you know if he gets smacked you look stupid but like he kind of took that high road kind of deal and I that's was like, what I'm saying I, that, that's why like I I loved him before that and it's wonderful to watch I do I love that that's what I'm it. saying I love that I'm like dude I like you now like I even tweeted shout out to my like 40 Twitter followers I tweeted like this is I like this new McGregor this is my guy I like this stuff and but how hard is it like if you're like really just knocking dudes out within the first round you know half two minutes in or less how do you, that, be humble? you do that continuously, yeah. How do you be humble? And it's almost like, like there's been a couple fights where McGregor's like, "Listen, I'm calling round one. I'm a fucking he knock count, you out. Oh. I'm a punch you in the jaw." No, but and then he and he does it. Then you're like, Dude, okay, this did is you a see star, this? Okay, bro. I don't know if you saw I this. Love I know, that shit. I know we're to like me personally. I, I know we're like just to go off what you said. I know we're like boasting that he's humbled. He called. He did what you just said. He literally said. Uh yeah, he's like there's they're gonna be blood spilled, but it's not gonna be bad blood. And I was like, dude, that's sick. Just yeah. to say that, you know, he's like he's like I respect uh uh you know Cowboy a lot, yeah. love his game. He's like there will be blood spilled. This will be a hell of a fight, but it will not be bad blood. All respect. And you know, after he knocked him out, he hugged Conor McGregor was hugging his mom. Yeah, you know, Kissed Cowboy's him on mom. The chin, on the head, you know what I mean? Forehead. Just you know what I mean. Afterwards, like con- consoled him, and like that's super sick to see. You know what I mean? What I was getting to was uh. That's very hard to do. I feel you. Aaron. No, like, but no, but you got to really this is why, be let me finish. This is what I was going to get to. Conor McGregor, he said, like, before his last fight, he was literally drinking the week before. And, like, that's not, but, like, honestly. But the LeBron, are you going to go to LeBron? This is what okay, I was getting ahead, to. He said, like, there was a quote of him or an interview of him. He was like, listen, it's like LeBron spent $1.5 million on his body, just strictly just training and taking care of his body, getting the right nutrition, all that jazz. He spent 1.5 million and look where he's at. You know what I mean? He's in his 17th year at a high level MVP. I think he took number one after over Giannis this week after that went over the Rockets. And he was like, "What am I doing?" And he said, "What am I doing?" He's he like, said, "Come on, like, dude, like, I literally will drop some Getting money on a car. I'll drop, I'll drop some money on a watch, but I won't spend this much money and time on my body. What the fuck am I doing?" And he did that. So when he came into this fight. I had the utmost confidence with him because he had that little humble slice and also he trained his ass off and he was probably in the best shape he's ever been in. And it showed he, I mean, like granted, we only saw a 40 second fight, but I also, in my head, I was like, this guy doesn't stand a fucking chance. Yeah. And like, I was, I might've been, I'm, I'm sure I wasn't alone on this, but I'm like in my head, like, you know, you're saying like, you know, he's such a great striker, literally one of the best strikers in USC and, and yeah. cowboy. But I was like, yeah, Good luck standing fucking straight up with Conor McGregor. I, I was like, yeah, you have a little bit more reach. That doesn't mean a goddamn thing. This guy is going to fucking ruin your day. And he did. He, he even said after the fight, he was like, 
that shoulder shrug did that catch you he's like i've never seen that before and this is that's that's conor mcgregor he does shit you've never seen before he is an animal he is the best ufc fighter next to uh john bone jones john bone jones is the best in my opinion i love him he is yeah he's my he favorite just had ever. his problems with no screw that i don't even like his problems his problems are like so mediocre to me like it bothers me that they're on such a high scale but conor mcgregor i love him i am a fan and i love that he whooped his ass in 40 seconds no it was definitely fun i like seeing that kind of stuff um definitely being a boxing fan over a usc fan it's cool to see a guy be able to translate because i mean essentially floyd mayweather is one of the best boxers of all time and he had a fight with him like, this is a dude, this is like me taking on an NBA player. Like, I've never played in the NBA, but, like, I did okay for a minute. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I, mean it's, I don't know it's, if it's like, extent, but it's I see like, but like, it's, no, these are completely different sports. I, they're completely different. It's like Patrick Mahomes taking on, like, LeBron. Okay, know? obviously, that's a better comparison. In NBA. But the same. Not like you. I'm obviously, okay, nobody. fine, not Love me. Love you, but. But what I'm getting at is this is a dude who's never boxed before taking on a guy who's 50, you know? Yeah. Like, that's crazy, and that's super fun to see. I never liked McGregor because I was always like, okay, dude, like, how can you sit what? there? And, I honestly, I didn't. I was like, how can uh. you sit there and flex on everybody and then get knocked the fuck out by Khabib or Diaz or whatever? But to see him kind of... He gassed out Did you see what Diaz. Diaz said, by the way? After the fight, he said that was weak as shit. And uh, McGregor, the next... Or today, I Diaz, today, bro. I love Diaz, too. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, McGregor said, we're going to... He's like, let's do a trilogy. So Might I, think, well that, wrap it I up. think the next fight is going to be Nate Diaz and McGregor, and I can't wait to watch it. No, Diaz, be- Diaz, like Daniel just said, I love him too. Yeah. This dude, he don't eats give punches fuck. for breakfast. Oh yeah, he eats punches. He's leg got kicks. the strongest chin in my life. He is seen. the ultimate. He's like he's a punching bag, but after you're done, he's whooping your ass. And he's a he's a his his claim to fame is the fact that. His stamina is excellent in comparison to other people. And reason being, what he says at least is because he's a vegan. You know, and Conor McGregor, I remember there's this this thing on Netflix. I don't know what it's called, but it's about vegans and vegetarians and oh, things God, like that. We have that. to go into vegan shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. This is really important. But McGregor's like, all I eat is steaks and meat and protein and things like that. And Nate Diaz is like, all I eat is, you know, vegan and whatever vegans eat. Things like that. But like in that first in that first match, in that first fight, Conor McGregor gassed out and Nate Diaz choked him out and that was over with. And that's a credit to, apparently, in his mind, the veganism. Daniel's holding up his quote fingers. Yeah, I'm holding up the quote fingers. But, like, that'd be a cool little trilogy. That that second round was really dope. But in closing, are we closing? We're closing. It's time. We're closing. It's time. Sorry we bored y'all with our stupid-ass takes and things like that. But it was really cool getting a couple of people on. Um, what you got to say, Travis and Aaron, before we head out? No, it was dope. I thought it was a great pod. I love the call-ins. We're going to definitely do more of the call-ins. So, you know, if you guys are interested in getting on the pod, just DM one of us, DM the podcast. Uh, we'll give you a shout-out always. Uh, the shirts are for purchase. Uh, yes. DM us for the price. I think we're doing $20. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, we just want to get it out there, dude. Like, so I appreciate everyone that listens. We love uh, that Thomas and Aaron, we were able to give them a call and call in. Uh, appreciate their takes. Uh, you know, the Titans and Green Bay, you know, we'll we'll see how the Super Bowl goes, man. It's going to be an exciting time. But, no, this is this was fun. We're going to do more call-ins, though, and, for sure. And if you listen, can you share our shit on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, Daniel's real us? up like, his butt about that. Come on, man. Like, 
we're trying we're to trying make to, it, guys. We're trying to get big out here and make money off of this. And we're just, you know, we don't want to have jobs anymore. That's <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, you guys like our new times. When Sunday night, Monday mornings, we'll be posting this baby up. We will see you next week for the uh, very anticipated Pro Bowl game. Hags, bro. Have a good summer. Hey, enjoy your summer. Shout out to our boys. Yep. See Shout you next week. Later.